life. Fuck yeah, boys. It's uh, It's been hard work getting you two fucking absolute popular superstars of Adelaide mental health scene. That's what you guys are. We've, we've had a multiple reschedules, but we're... Well, actually, no one would know their beautiful faces because... Because last time, the video... The last time, on. your computer fucking <laughs> yeah. shat itself. Yeah. They know the voices, the sultry so they, voices. They know right? the, the, the sultry... Yeah, yeah, they know the singing voices as yeah. well. We're hoping, we're we're hoping, he's, got back to that. Yeah, we're hoping yeah. he's got a tune. I'm wearing the merch. I've worn it multiple times, but yeah. we are very, yeah. very fucking excited to be able to have a secondary chat with the boys from the Next Step Australia. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome back Simo and Richie. Please, uh, thanks for coming on, boys. Yeah, thanks for coming on, boys. Boys, thank you so much for having us. Here we are. And yes, we finally made it down here to beautiful, sunny Mawson Lakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sunny Mawson Lakes. <laughs> we literally went into the pub and asked if I'm in the pub. If yeah, I'm if in. I'm in the right place. <laughs> yeah, and, that's fucking you know, great. three packed lunches, five bottles of water, and a tank of gas later, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I, thought, I thought you guys were Barker, but you're Moana. Moana. Beautiful yeah. area, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, even Moana. further. Oldinga. Well, well. I was in Oldinga, but yeah. now I live in Modbury, so I've got no excuse oh, yeah. for not turning oh, yeah. up. <laughs> no, well, I'm original South boy, though. Welcome yeah. to the hood, by the way. So, yeah, I mean, Modbury's not too hood, but no, it's still well, hood. Yeah, it's a little bit hood. And there's still, you know, there's still graph on most buildings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm less, needle, less used needles. Yeah. I'm across from the Clovey, so it gets a little bit rowdy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's, right. the, that's pretty yeah. hood in there. That's yeah. pretty hood up there. Yeah. So, did you build like buy a house there or something? Or? No, I moved in with my. My partner's brother, so yeah, it's uh, an enjoyable time at the moment. Wow. Yeah. Are killer, you guys like building or something? Is that why? Just saving for a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to finally get ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, where, wow. do, where do you want to buy a house then? Anywhere um, but Mulberry. Yeah, yeah hey, literally. No, nah, we don't know. It's just um, at the moment, it's one of those things that you can't even fucking really consider about where you want to buy. It's just how much can I actually yeah. afford? So yeah, yeah, we'll just see what happens and um. Hopefully house prices drop a little bit. And well, it's, it's well. going to happen, I think. It's going to happen. But you were saying off camera before that you've just been on the grind lately, mate. Yeah, so we've been so flat out with the next step. And um, look, I'm finishing up my PhD at the moment. So I've got about four months to go. And so, yeah, it's just been pretty taxing to sort of sit in the research and get all that sort of stuff done. And, um, yeah, it's come to crunch time now. But managing yeah. to do enough to sort of try and keep Richie afloat and supported i think because he's taken yeah. the the major role at the moment and um <clears throat> yeah we're just trying to do what we can so yeah yeah we're doing a good job obviously thank yeah. you yeah, it's been a big year and obviously as we said we didn't mind uh we didn't mind the reschedules because it was uh we know the amazing work that you guys are doing but it's been a very busy year but in case i guess uh the people that are tuning in um you know maybe they only like the video because they're fucking assholes and they haven't gone back and listened to the episode which you should <laughs> you should pause this right fucking now yeah. and go back and listen it's to in the, the 40s episode. it's in the 40s it was it's in for, the 40s you know but what? it was yeah. 46 46 46 the ripple effect oh, yeah, yeah. 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 knows the now, pod better than we do now it's 87 but Sorry. in case they're too lazy i guess um just set the scene for anyone who's listening now i guess give us a very quick rundown of uh, you know, what next step is and what you're trying to achieve. And I guess we can then perfectly segue that into what's been happening since the last time we caught up. Okay, well, um, a quick quick version of it is uh, 2020. Um, we banded this idea that would uh, create a platform on Instagram um, to support our gym community, a few mates, 30, 40. And it was off the back of two mates passing uh, very close together, one by suicide. Uh, and we're leading into COVID and basically knew that would have an impact on our social circle and coming off that grief um, with these two lads who were both very close to us personally, uh, we just wanted to create something that 
could basically bridge the gap for for us boys just to stay in touch, reach out, check in on each other, share whatever. It was just going to be for whatever, basically. Um, so, yeah, uh, rang Simo. He, he came on board, rang Brett, he came on board. Within a week we'd done a few little bios and I picked a few pictures of this and that and the other and we just saw it out there and roll on two and a half years later. Here we are now close to 2,000 followers and, yeah, we're doing all sorts of stuff that I'm sure we can talk about later. So that's, uh, that's how we sort of started. Pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, again, I said just before we started about how much I fucking absolute dick ride you boys in the in the <laughs> right way, all right? Yeah, yeah. The other way, we don't talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Um, well, but just, again, you know, you know, talk about people that are an inspiration in the community and, and that's what I really see you guys as and, and I mean that not just because you're on the pod, it's why I wanted you to get you back on because, A, we had an incredible chat last time. Go back and listen to it, you fuckheads. Um, uh, but it was just, you know, the the kind of passion, the way that you spoke about it, the, the, the kind of drive that you guys had and I guess, I mean, as we kind of get in a little bit more to what's been happening with you guys lately, it's, it really resonates from you, you know, when you have the conversation and, a couple of lives that I've jumped in with you on Instagram, like it's just the the way you talk about it is so uh, relatable. It's so accessible, and I think that's the most important thing. And why you know I love you guys so much. So obviously, um, what we were talking about beforehand is that you've now uh, kind of stepped it up. Before you were just a an Instagram page, and I think what we talked about in the first episode, which I think is important, is and what kind of I guess. Uh, you guys, the space that you operated in was, it was a, um, a perfect segue from a, a time of crisis to reach, being able to reach out um, and then getting help, right? So, sure. you know, bridging that gap, which, you know, for a lot of people that have dealt with it, the, from step one to step three feels like a marathon or, you know, a bridge that you could never jump over and you guys are able to, you know, lay out that tarmac between the two. Um, and I think, you know, obviously that has now stemmed into you going uh, and, and getting uh, not-for-profit status and turning it into a company so that you can obviously also play a part in that third section as well where you're able to actually give more of the assistance and more of the help. So talk to us about how that came about and, and kind of the story about that as well. I just want to pause there because I think part of what we're trying to do as well is we're very aware that as we grow um, and get bigger, there's, there's that utility as well. And probably some of the research and what we're finding out as well is us not just being in this crisis space, but also being further upstream as well. There's a lot yeah. of movement that's starting to happen in going, look, we see it in healthcare systems and stuff all the time, this crisis. And, and while we still want to sit in that space and try and, you know, help people get into the services and we see the utility in that, we also go shit and look, it's really becoming apparent in some of my research as well that we're fucking we still haven't broken down a lot of stigma. There's not a lot of, you know, it's becoming more of a commentary around mental health mm. in, in the community and it's it's there, but it's it's still a long, long way off. Oh, like, yeah. like I fucking froth at the moment because, you know, I've got connections with Movember and that sort of stuff and it's so epic to see that getting shared, but there's still so much work to do in that space. Still yeah. a bit of tiptoeing, hey? Almost. Shit, yeah, fucking yeah, nice. Right. You know, like it's still for, and particularly this is why we're focused on men's health is that, and, and men's mental health is there's still like, I think people are comfortable to sort of talk or listen about it but actually coming out and going, oh, fucking dude, I've got, I got mental health challenges that I need to work through or I need to go get some help and all those sorts of things, it's still not not normal for a lot of it's people. Not, it's yeah. not comfortable, yeah. And, I mean, if I can share a part off the back of that, you know, uh, 
Only a couple of weeks ago, I did a, a talk on behalf of the next step to Marceline's College, which is, you know, a group of year 11 and year 12s. Um, and off the back of that, you know, we we give our presentation and, you know, what what we do in that in that space. And it's it's interesting to see that even the young kids, and this is what we're trying to educate, is they still find it really hard and difficult to ask the question because they're really afraid of the response. Mm. And I think that goes yeah. for any demographic really because – and that's what we're about. It's about in that – I guess what we're talking about is that preventative stage. How do we clue up and skill up people so that they've got the confidence to ask that question if someone's struggling or, hey, are you okay? But if the response comes back to, you know what, no, I'm, I'm not doing okay, then what to do next? Yeah. yeah. What's the next step? So yeah. <laughs> should we do that again through this whole... No, absolutely <laughs> yeah. no. But We'll see whether we can jam so in. So I guess in a way sort of what I'm trying to say here is, you know, it's about for us, or for me especially, it's about giving confidence to the people there sitting next to anyone um, to not be afraid of, A, asking, but then if the response comes back, then what to do thereafter. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's pretty simple uh, the way we try to frame it. Mm, and I think that's a big part for us is like, we still want to be that touch point and we think that we've got utility in a, in terms of us being able to give some contextual support to somebody that's going through that process and, and to streamline and, and, you know, chuck some DMs back and give them some guidance and that's what we do as well. We've got mm. a web page to set up now too um, so that there's information there about where to go and events and things like that. But it's also about, fuck, how do we actually get this really to go out to the community and, and impact yeah. things and, and how do we spread the message? You talk about what, what was the Name of the last episode, The Ripple Effect, yeah. 46. Yeah. Fucking go back and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but what, you know, you talk about ripple effect and you're like, shit, you know, I think we've sat down as a, as a group as well and gone, shit, how do we get this to permeate society? How the hell do we get this out there so that fucking, you know, if I'm struggling and I'm a member of a footy club, there's somebody there that I can go have a chat with and, mm. and or they're going to fucking pick something that's, old mate's not right. Yeah, mate, something's something's wrong. He's fucking yeah. Mate, why is he smoking cones in his car before footy practice? That's yeah. bullshit. That's yeah. not his normal behavior. Yeah, go asking me. Fucking all right, dude. Yeah, hundred percent. Like and like you were saying, obviously there's a lot of people that are like, I want to help my boy out, or help my girl out because like they're struggling right now, but they don't know how to. So mm. they go, hey, they reach out and go, oh, is everything okay? And the person comes back and goes, hey, look, nah, I'm not okay. And if they're sitting there going, oh, I don't really know what to do. That will then put stress on them as well. That's right. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. I was just going to say as well, like I think it's easy for us as well like to probably think that the the progress that we're making is uh, bigger than what it is because we're constantly thrusting ourselves into the conversations and whatever. So like, you know, in terms of our circle and our immediate, feels like we're making fucking leaps and bounds, mm. but we make up you know, such a small, small percentage, percentage of yeah. the, the universe at the end of the day. So, you know, that for everyone that doesn't know about this podcast or the next step or whatever and haven't had any of these things that have been kind of, you know, putting it into their realm of existence, they're still just, you know, struggling with the same stigmas, the same problems. So it's like, you know, as you said, that getting into that preventative space, how do we, you know, expand that awareness and how do we get it into more people in, in ways that are, you know, I guess different than, the Movembers and whatever, which have been around for a long time and do occupy a space. But again, like, you know, they've, they, you've got to kind of like get yourself into that to know what it's about. Otherwise, it's just another thing on your Yeah, on your yeah 100%. You know? so, I, I think there's a more practical component here as well in terms of like Movember do great work and they fund research and they do fund a lot of good things. But there's a real 
fucking process of here our money goes back into the community directly like we're mm-hmm. looking at going right how do we upskill community members how do we train how do we create awareness in our community you know we're not you know running around and you know my phd is funded by by a, a charity as well but you know it's it's kind of this it floats around in oblivion yeah you know, whereas this yeah. is like look there's fucking real world applications yeah, tangible here. man yeah mm. something that comes out of it and i think that's why i'm i'll, I'll probably all, I'll always be with the next step because i see the utility of it as opposed to me just jerking myself off in an office <laughs> <laughs> yeah i promise i don't do that <laughs> well, i think we said this the last time as well like you know the because of the even the stigma that surrounds getting psychological help or whatever as well like and you are not what when someone goes oh this is a man you know doing his phd the way you talk especially when the cameras are off or whatever but you need more of that yeah you you, you, you want yeah. people that are like oh my this this feels like i'm talking to my mate at the footy club at yeah. the pub or whatever relatable because, like, people not people wearing suits and ties yeah, all the time. It's, yeah. that's the yeah. exact path i was going to go down because you know even and look i'm not knocking anything simo and i are having a chat um before we came here and, you know, it doesn't matter who is doing this or who is promoting awareness around this topic. We're all actually doing the same thing, yeah. which is great. But I guess in a roundabout way, it's then who you connect with, resonate with, or who you want to align with. But I think for, for me personally, when I'm on social media accounts and seeing this thing, all this stuff happening out in the community, and this is no offence to anyone because there's age demographics across everywhere, right? But I'm seeing a lot of... 50, 60, maybe even getting close to 70-year-olds who are giving back, which is fantastic. Don't knock that mm, for a second definitely progress, because yeah. everyone has their part to play. But I look at that and go, how's that 60-year-old man or 60-year-old woman connecting with the 17-year-old bloke at before training footy, smoking cones in the car? Mm. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It's not going yeah. to. So this is where I guess my advocacy comes around is where it's like we need to tackle mental health amongst our community but at a peer level do you know what i mean so if we can be training or getting like-minded individuals skilled up to a point that they can help within their demographic then job done that's how we're going to save lives yeah the six-year-old gentleman who's got all the qualifications and all that has unfortunately probably lost touch with the younger generation he might get a few valid points across, but the young bloke's not going to sit going, what the fuck was that old boy yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get back in the cone. It's like my yeah. mum when she tells me that I should be buying your house already and it's like, thanks, baby boomer. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. doing a PhD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last <laughs> yeah. like, good enough? Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, mum. Yeah. No, yeah, she yeah, does yeah. love me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's a massive thing. And, and look, you know, uh, look, it makes me really happy that you say that because that's one of the, when you talk about trying to be more relatable within the field. And I, but I do see the it's a changing status at the moment like and and looks part of my work as well and what i want to do in the future is really try and change that rhetoric around um psychologists and how they present themselves and yeah mm. you know when i'm in clinical practice people often laugh because i'll walk up to the front desk and be like yo what's happening let's smoking go a dairy. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> catch exactly. me out the front of the the practice smoking the dairy. like yeah. you know that's what i do and yeah so, but you're starting to see what we're hoping to see is that elitism within psychology starting to break down and that people are actually more comfortable being themselves. Yeah. Because I think for a period of time there, and I don't know when I went through undergraduate um, psychology, it was very much that sort of maybe don't talk about your lived experiences and protect mm. yourself because you want to be seen as this person that's well adjusted. Very and doctorate. Ha- hey. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> fuck that. Like, I am who I am. And, 
you know, if you don't like that, well, mm. that's, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm any less intelligent than anyone. No, yeah. I can still read a book. I just struggle with my mental health. And exactly. And, yeah. for, and uh, look, I think the, the proof's in the pudding. Anyone who I've spoken to who has gone through therapy gets more from finding that the person, and look, this may not be 100% of people. This is just my experience with people that I've spoken to. When they cycle through going to see a few different psychologists, when that one who, you know, is able to, level with them on their own experience or whatever, that's the one that they, you know, gel with. So it's yeah. like, you know, that's why I say that is because I know people are like, they don't want to have someone that feels patronising or mm. whatever, you know, yeah. talking down to them. Talking down about, to them, man. Um, no one wants, not no one, I'm, I can't make that blanket statement, but I feel like the majority of people would rather have someone who's able to give them, you know, advice and direction from, uh, you know, from a feeling of sitting next to them rather than someone yeah, above them. Above being like, yeah, on the on the these playing are field, all the man. places that yeah. you went wrong instead of being like, hey, you know what? Like, these this is what I've done, and this is yeah. how I know exactly what you're feeling and what you're doing. And then, because you know, the whole thing of like how isolating mental health is, right? So that's the thing is that you're whether it's really bad anxiety, depression, any of these things, may, and and it makes you feel like no one could possibly understand what it is that you're going through, right? So. Uh, it's incredibly isolating to feel like. So when when you need a psychologist or a friend or whoever it is to be able to break down that wall of like, no, 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 this is exactly how, and without it being like making it about them, because you do get people like that as well. The whole like, you've done one shit, I've done two. You don't <laughs> yeah, want that. You don't want to take it too far. And I've been way more depressed than you. No, but someone to be like, I know exactly why you're feeling this way because this is my similar experience. That just has so much more to offer. Yeah. Um, and I think, as you said, it is starting to change. It's, it's important that you well, note as well that it's like uh, the, it's, it was actually the psychologists themselves that were kind of being trained or, or whatever in a way to not. So it wasn't like that was their personality necessarily no. or that they were all like this, that it was that, you know, over time it was like, no, you've got to, you know, leave, leave lived experience out at distance yourself yeah. from the problems themselves and just give the help. But then that started to create this kind of offshoot of a problem. Yeah, it's, it becomes this elitist, elitist grouping, like only, um, you know, what you would term mentally healthy people can help somebody. And it's like, well, actually, no. And, like, you know, there's this whole rhetoric. I mean, look, I, you know, I like to call myself a chameleon as well. Like, I, I, I do leave my, you know, personal shit at the door. I have to. But as yeah. well, I'm not going to – if if a 40-year-old woman from Burnside comes in, I'm definitely not going to come out as – Simo. Of course you know not. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, now it's, Simon. it's about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, lovely to meet you. Dr. You know, Simon. Shit, I better do my fly up. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And you know, so it's about being nuanced. And that's a good psychologist as well. Yeah. yeah. And and you are trained that. And that's what's so funny about it is you're trained as well to, you know, self-disclosure and things like that. It can be a very, very fucking powerful tool, but mm. it's about sharing it at the right time yeah. and, and yeah. being able to pick that from your person. Like somebody might come in and be like, I want to hear about your fucking shit, bro. And so yeah. it's like, well, I'm not going to share it. Well, yeah. effectively what we're talking about, right, is normalisation, mm. all right? <clears throat> so when we start forming normalisation, we make people realise that, that, oh, shit, I'm not alone. Someone else is experiencing the exact same thing. So we're watering it down to say, do you know what, mate? We've all been there, so to speak, in a roundabout way. And you start, you build that empathy straight away. Oh, wow, someone's actually understanding me um, from mm. a lived experience point of view, but then clinical back, background as well. So when we start building normalisation around a topic through whatever it might be, lived experiences, you you get someone on side straight away. You're halfway you? there. Yeah, 100%. It's so funny as well though because like, and I get this all the time, it's just like I don't like to tell people what I do for a job because you're going to get 
left alone. Yeah. Um, it's the same as physios and stuff, I'm sure. Oh, I've got this shoulder injury. Mm. It's like, yeah. Fuck off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm funnily, just at the pub, like, yeah, 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 please. I'm trying to try and leave me alone. But it's funny because people will always come up to you and, and they'll be like, I'll be like, oh, you should go see someone for that. Oh, nah, they couldn't deal with what I've dealt with. And I'm like, mate, I've heard it all. I've seen yeah, it all. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, and I haven't been practicing for that long. Like, I'm, your experiences are unique to you, but trust me, like, there's somebody out there that's been through a pretty similar You'll experience. Be, yeah. 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 You'll be stop, stop feeling like someone's going to judge you for saying things like, yeah. you know, and it's crazy. <clears throat> but in a roundabout way, when you were going through that therapeutic approach, right, you're, in a roundabout way, you're going there for answers, aren't we? Yeah. We're going there to find out why we're feeling the way we are or whatever. Now, if you've got someone who's sharing some lived experience around that, there's so much more buying. It's like, oh, hang on, this guy's been through it yeah. and has probably got the tools or the answer I might be seeking. So the connection starts building straight away. Yeah. But if you've got someone sitting there, like any, almost like anything in life, Fuck, man, don't know what you're talking about. You're going to go, well, what the fuck am I sitting yeah, why here? Am I, yeah, what am yeah. I sitting here for? So because you don't know what I'm dealing with. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. Like it's part of the reason why we try and get a whole different bunch of people onto the podcast. Like um, the guy who was on, uh, Ben, who was on just an episode ago. Yep. And he's telling his story. And then someone could be listening going, you know what, I, I went through something similar to that. Yeah. And then take away the positives that he then at the end was going, you know, I've come through and I've then now made a change in my own life. And they go, all right, well, there is a pathway for me to go. Mm. You know? yeah. It's always a pathway. I think that's part of it too is you're starting to see changes in people getting more confident in being who they are within the industry. And it's exciting for me. It's like, I mean, I only see men in clinical practice. Because yep. I'm a man and I understand more of what it is. I really struggle being having female clients because I'm sort of like, well, your, your experience is so unique to you and, yeah. and I might mm. be able to help you on a, a, a top echelon level, but then there's some things there that I, I'm never going to experience. Yeah, like, of course. I don't have – well, I probably do have body image issues, let's be honest. I spent half my life at the gym, but, you know, not from that lack of self-confidence or anything like yeah. that, you know. And so it's, it's funny that you say that as well because, like, me personally, like going through what I've gone through with, like, exes and even my partner now, I'm like, give me fucking girls. Like, I, I've got them figured yeah. out and, like, where you know, as we're like – Probably my mates, I don't know, not as much as I haven't dealt with as much like in my mates as I have like, you know, my partners. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy how it's like that's the experience I have to draw from is like what I've seen them go through and, 100%. and the ways that they were mm. able to overcome the challenges themselves. Mm. And my partner would say this, like fucking I'm a terrible support for her. Yeah. <laughs> like, she gets so frustrated. She's like, how are you a psychologist? You are so special when it comes to Because <laughs> I don't know what to do. Because, yeah, like, exactly. You haven't lived it. No, I haven't lived it and I'm hmm. sitting there and I'm going, hang on, my pragmatic nature is to fucking give you solutions. Yeah. She's like, I just want to fucking... I just want to vent. Yeah, and, and I'm like, yeah. dude, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. Like, I, heard, yeah. I heard this thing one time that was like, you go to your partner and you go, do you want solutions or do you want sympathy? Yeah. So good. And and like, I've tried that one time and I was like, fuck, it works. Because yeah. sometimes they don't want solutions. They know the solution. They just yeah, want to whinge about it. They just want to whinge about it's, it, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. It's something it's cathartic that, to, be yeah. to hear someone be like, yeah, that is fucked. Yeah. That's something I talk about a lot and it was passed down to me by a psychologist probably oh, seven, eight years ago now. But it, they frame it exactly like that and Simo's just touched on it and we can just quickly do it here. But, you know, as blokes, we're naturally problem solvers, you know. So we see a problem, we, we find a solution, we fix it, okay, let's move on. Yeah. Whereas um, women generally like to talk and be emotional around things and they want to vent. So, yeah, I was given a tool that was sim very similar and, of yeah, it's basically going into those conversations with a female, could be anyone, and they're coming to you with a problem, you ask that exact question. Do you, are we looking for a solution here or am I listening? 
Yeah. yeah. And, it's like, and then straight away then it puts the onus back on the storyteller. Mm, it's yeah. like, yeah. oh, well, hang on, what do I want out of this conversation? Oh, no, you know what, I do want a solution to this. Or yeah. no, you know what, I just want to listen. Oh, beauty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. that's maybe my problem. <laughs> but the other important thing here to understand as well, because this can go another level, is that as blokes will understand, we can only absorb so much information at one point in time mm. until we start getting distracted. So, to our women listeners, if you're going to engage in a conversation with your male counterpart, make sure you've got it laid out in simple steps and simple terms because you're going to get far better buy-in yeah, exactly. with this, that, the other, A, B, C and D than if you go to A to C to D and then down yeah, to C. Yeah, then circle back us on your convoluted because Narnia fucking journey of your problem. That yeah, way. yeah, because you fucking lost us. So. Yeah. yeah. So... That's that when we get frustrated thing. and try and deliver a solution. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just a conversation end. end. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so bad at that because I'll get in it like, and I, I, I pick up halfway through that my missus is just trying to have a vent. Yeah. And I'm like, because I'm just going, well, just do this. Like, what are you, why are we still having this conversation? And then I have to click and be like, Oh, you just want to fucking let this all out. All right, here we go. Yeah. Put the kettle on, baby. Like, let's, we're, we're in for the long haul. Yeah, and without, you know, going to the next level again, you know, we can talk about conflict resolution here in the five styles of conflict resolution, okay? So there's competitive, uh, collaborative, um, compromise, accommodating, and avoiding, right? So if you want to collaborate and compromise over a conflict issue, you're going to win. You guys, as a couple or as two individuals engaging, you're going to win every time. But if you've got competitive nature or got someone, no, nah, I'm not going into this, no one gets a good mm, result out of this yeah. type of uh, yeah. communication. Welcome so. to relationship counselling. With <laughs> yeah, I was about to say with Richie. Richie well, yeah. <laughs> Dr. <Doctor> Richie. <laughs> Dr. Richie. The love doctor. I'm sitting here listening going, oh, okay. I wanted to just go back onto the normalisation piece. Sorry for dragging it completely. No, no, no. Hey, this is what we do. If it wasn't called wormholes, it would be called fucking tangents. That's what it is. But back on the normalisation thing, I wanted to say something that I've been picking up on heaps lately because I'm just just a podcast like fiend it's all i do every time i'm in the car and it's mostly comedy stuff like i like it used to be heavy on the conspiracy stuff and then it just got burnt out and now it's just like i just love listening to comedians talk shit and you know uh you know feed off of each other that banter but what i, I was thinking about recently and i was talking to my partner about it is that part of this stigma was was around um, mental health especially was you think about every 90s sitcom hit tv show every single thing that existed it was always like, oh, you're going to see a shrinker. You're going to see a shrinker. Yeah. You're going to see a shrink. That sarcastic, like anything to do with going to get help was your week, your whatever. Mm. Now, every single fucking podcast that I listen to is they've got better help as a sponsor. Um, but what I love about it and why I think it's such a, a massive, uh, tr- and whether or not they're just talking shit for whatever, but every one of these comedians or whatever is going, I've been in therapy for fucking five years. That was not done at all. You've got these people that are these massive celebrities that, you know, sell out fucking arenas all over the world. And they're like, yeah, I've been in therapy since I was a fucking kid. And then, Mm. you know, through listening to more episodes, you find out that there is truth to that. And they talk about how fucked their fit, like, you know, childhood was. And like, you're getting these, like, you know, this picture of people when we were kids and all the, you know, we thought all these people were larger than life. And so that whole isolation and removal from, we felt so different. So whatever, because you saw these amazing, whereas like, the podcast and them being, you know, honest and, and genuine and everything, we're realizing, I am just like that dude. Like, yeah, yeah he's yeah. popular and has this massive following or whatever, but like, 
the shit he's talking about is the same fucking the same shit I shit. do. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I, I think th- that's huge for the movement. And I think it's great. I mean, look, the one that I was listening to the other day was um, my partner loves Lewis Capaldi, and he was on uh, Diary of a CEO, and yeah. which is, was originally, I think, a business podcast. And yeah, he's yeah, now okay. literally a mental health podcast. If yeah. you ask me, every single one of his latest interviews has been that, and you're starting to see that shift in people. And and you know, I love the stories, not about people that have been through trauma as such, because trauma is a massive predictor of struggling with your mental health, suicide and things like that. And, you know, I, I really empathise with those people, but I always find the ones that are most fascinating are the people that are actually have had normal upbringings, normal life. And, it, and for me, that shows you that fucking mental health does not discriminate. No, like, yeah. man. You know, me and mm. Richie talk about our own experiences quite a lot, and I hope Richie doesn't mind me sharing this, but Richie's background, you can kind of tie yours back to a, sort of traumatic a, a traumatic event mm. i can't yeah yeah okay my life was fucking bliss man you know i grew up on the beach i had horses i got taught to surf i played footy i had great mates you know yeah my life was bliss it didn't fucking matter like mm. i still ended up having mental health challenges i've heard so, someone yeah. talk about this before and say that, that sometimes that's its own trauma though in a yeah, way 100%. that it's like it's like you know you, because the expectations on you yeah in that situation yeah. And that you are like, that's either bestowed upon you from a personal level or by those around you because it's like, look, you've been given everything. How come you're not fucking smashing it? Your mum going, how come you haven't built a house yet? Yeah. That becomes its own trauma. Sure. Exactly. Like, and I was a really talented footballer and that was myself, a lot of self expectation put on me. It's like, why didn't I make it? And that was a traumatic, traumatic period for me. Mm. That was my perception of it. But mm. this is the whole thing that I think that's starting to break down these whole stereotypes around mental health is a weakness or, you know, I'm strange because I experience these sorts of thoughts. It's like, fuck me, man. It comes from a, a gamut of human experiences, whether it's trauma from childhood, you know, sexual abuse, you know, family breakups or mm. a perfect childhood that eventuates that you put so many self-expectations on yourself that you mm. see yourself as a failure. Or, yeah. Or, or yeah, even exactly. as such, it can be genetic as well. I mean, it yeah. can actually... Mental health is in genes, so yeah. it can be passed from generation to generation as well. So, I mean, it's, this is why it's so tricky, right? Mm. And it, yeah. it's an individual approach between everything. Yes, we've got we've got plans and structures in place that help us, you know, sort of look at it, you know, in almost a holistic point of view now. But you know, there's not one one script or there's not one size fits all for everyone. And I think that's why it's so important to. Gets, well, I'm a big believer in getting into understand your whys, you know. Yeah. Like if we can start understanding about ourselves and where the, the mental health may be stemming from initially, it gives us a far better approach at trying to work through it and getting on top of it and then, as I like to say, flipping it on ourselves to make it into a strength or, or a superpower as such. Yeah, and, so, and, and it's also like not just, you know, the actual bring up, but like the bringing up of, you know, the child or whatever, but it could also be like processed food that is causing problems and then, you know, sugar in all your drinks and like actual physical problems like that that cause it. Well. It's multifactorial. Yeah. 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 I've got this massive thing. Um, Like I'm lactose intolerant. Well, probably not, but my, I get the shits. When yeah, I you don't know. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my body doesn't seem to like it too much. Um, I've tried to push through it for the next generation, but it hasn't worked. But like, you know, you tie some things back to, you know, like if I have a bad day where like I've eaten out of what my normal – Mate, I'm fucking dog shit the next mm. day. My head's cloudy. Yep. My mental yep. health's worse. Mm. There's a whole bunch of stuff that the weather, man, is yeah. a massive component of it. Yeah. Like, 
I've, it's been really interesting. I've had a lot of people reach out lately because there's been such steep Shit fluctuations. Where, it's yeah. gone up. It's hot one minute. It's cold the next. You know? yeah, yeah, mate, that fucks with people. The whole and seasonal depression thing, basically, isn't it? Well, yeah. it's, it's seasonal affective yeah. disorder. So it comes into winter, and you generally get more depressed. And you know, it's it's, it's you know, you've got to look at everything. Yeah, play. And, and I think it's probably important to just highlight here too. Like, I think a lot of people potentially see mental health as like we're cruising along on this normal plane and then suddenly it's like a cliff edge, like bang, it just hits us straight away. But generally if you look back, you know, some of these things that we just talked about might be actually building up, you know, small amounts over a long period of time. Absolutely. You know, so we're just slowly chipping away to the point we don't actually know what's going on until we get to a point where we're going, hang on, something's fucking not right. So that could be the diet going out the window first, yeah. that then sleeps uh, uh, affects sleep quality, yeah. and that affects motivation, which stops us exercising, which then goes fuck it, I'll sit on the couch and drink beer instead, and then you know this could be over a one, two, three year period, you mm. know, depending on the individual, and then it's like oh hang on now, so it's really hard to then turn around and go, so where did this all stem from? Where did it start? Well, you know what, it could have sort of started kicking back as far as three years ago, but we're only noticing it now. Or it could have developed from trauma and yeah. laid dormant for 20, 30, 40 years. Yes, we're getting into a deep chat about psychological theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well I've got a, I've, I wanted to actually give a, a really good um, story here, and I'm sorry, Erica, I'm going to speak on your behalf, but a perfect example of exactly what you're saying, right? So my partner, <laughs> yeah, she's going to be like, you fucking, nah. But she, I know, she wants to come in here and talk about this herself one day, okay, so yeah, fuck yeah, it, cool. I'm going to kind of tell her a story beforehand. Uh, hi, hi, Erica, um, how are you doing? But, you know, her own, her own journey, uh, obviously, you know, like had uh, <clears throat> traumas from her childhood. And then when we got together, like I, I was always, I always noticed that anxiety, you know, played a big part in kind of her uh, personality and, and her decisions and, and things like that. And I always kind of knew it was there. And it was funny that like she kind of probably was in a little bit of denial about it to the point that like people would tell her about their anxiety and she'll be like, yeah, that's not me. And I'd be sitting there like, are you fucking like, who are you even listening to like the thing? So like, you know, all of that kind of culminated at the beginning of this year when she uh, ended up getting quite sick and everything just came to a head and she ended up like having like a really bad patch with like having massive panic attacks or whatever. And it was like the realization that she had it through that experience and then starting to go to counseling and things like that was like, I, I, I do have an anxiety like problem and I, had, I did have it this whole time. And it was like mm. crazy to think of, you know, that's how long the journey can be. You know what I mean? Like something that she looks back even at, high school days and goes, oh, all of those things I feel I, I'm now aware of now that I do, that actually did exist in all of that time. 100%. It was even so bad. She went and saw a counsellor um, years ago and they were like, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff in childhood that you probably need to have a look at. And she came home, she was like, that fucking woman didn't know what she was talking about, whatever, like, I'm not going back there. And I was like, all right, look, it's again, it's got to be up to you. If you want to take, I'm not going to ever push you to go and do these things. And I'm glad that you went. And if you don't think it's for you, and now she's back there going, yeah, i got to work through it. It's just crazy how much, you know, and sometimes I think, again, you know, we can talk about the preventative stuff, but I feel like there's an element of it, and you guys can speak on this probably better. Sometimes it takes a crisis moment, yeah, I feel, I for so. like, you know, sometimes all of that stuff festers under the surface. And me who, like, again, someone who understood exactly what she was going through and tried every fucking way to, to frame it to be like, hey, like, I think these are the things you're going through. It took that catastrophe to go, oh, fuck, you're right. Well, just, you know, just two things out of that for me is, number one, Erica, we never blame ourselves because the old saying is you don't know what you don't know. 
Yeah. Okay. So it's not until hindsight's a wonderful thing, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Once once we start educating ourselves or getting a bit of backing, we have a bit of buy-in, we go, oh, geez, okay, now I can see the path, you know. But in the time when you're walking through those periods of time in your life, you just don't know. Yeah. And any support giver also who then feels guilty, whether it's a parent, a mum, dad, brother, sister, whatever, goes – you know what, the signs were there, but we just didn't know. Well, that's fine because you didn't know what you don't know, but you know now. Yeah. So now it becomes manageable, right? Uh, There was another thing, but I can't remember it right now. Well, it's kind of of like really about learning how to like work on yourself and how you need to perceive things to get better. It's almost like we had a guest on uh, a couple of weeks, a month, a month ago now, shout out to Nick Batar from The Better Project. He actually mentioned this really cool uh, saying or phrase um, and he, instead of calling it mental health, he he likes to call it mental fitness. Yeah. And it's something that you're constantly working on and trying yeah. to better and learn how you're going to get yourself better. Yeah. And I think that's really It's becoming really, quite a popular term. I like started, it, yeah. It's starting to get built because it, it is sort of trying to move away from that. And it is a skill set, you know, like, you know, some of the best skills I ever learned were in therapy and, and, and learnings. But it's, you know, I find it really interesting as well is like, you know, you talk about that experience of that uh, – was it Erica? Yeah. Like it's such a fascinating thing because like the human condition and the, the ability for us to keep moving forward despite distress can sometimes actually be our worst enemy. Absolutely. Like yeah. the coping abilities and, and, you know, exposure therapy is a one of the most proven psychological um, principles that if I expose somebody to something for a period of time, eventually they become accustomed to it. Yeah. You see yeah. that a lot with people that come in to get seek assistance <clears throat> is they're like, oh, you know, nah, these things are kind of normal. And you're like, fuck me, dude, they're not normal. Yeah. Like, you know, but you've considered them normal. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, there's a normal, uh, th- sorry, there's a part there of not wanting to accept as well because now we accept that there's a problem. Yes. And now we've got to do some work as well. Yeah. But then by accepting that there's a problem makes us indifferent and then can feel isolating as well because Absolutely. we don't want to be labelled like that. Exactly, right? yeah. So it's a hard struggle at times too because... You know, you don't want to go around and be going, oh, so, yeah, so I'm, I've got anxiety or, you know, so, Absolutely. look, hi, yeah. my name's Erica. I've, or, hi, my name's Richie. I've got depression. Yeah. Um, hi, I've been just diagnosed with autism. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. especially for a young person, that's just going to open up. Like, fucking bullies, come, exactly, come get me. Man. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But that's, so there's, a very, there's a very fine line here. But, look, I mean, taking that, that part, you know, we'll strip that away. It's so important to address these things and not feel that way. Yeah, because yeah, you know it's you, when we become trapped inside of our own heads, right? Worst yeah. place to be. Hundred uh, percent, man. That, and that feeling of get I, fucked. I love it up here. <laughs> <laughs> but that feeling of isolation, loneliness, then you know, let's bring in yeah. self worth and a self worthlessness. Sorry, and all these other factors that start then contributing. Yeah, you know, we're and on we're on a downward spiral before we know. Hundred so percent, man. It's and about, feeling like a burden to yeah. your friends. Even though, like, there's been many times that I've felt like that and I've said to him, hey, this is how I'm feeling. And he goes, I can't believe you went so long without exactly. saying anything. Yeah. And this is the big thing is, like, so so much of my research is around suicide outcomes and, um, you know, feeling like a burden, perceived burdensomeness. And, you know, the, these are, um, yeah, not weakness, um, worthlessness, um, entrapment. These are all perceived constructs that people have prior to taking their lives. Um and then when you talk to the family members, they're like, I can't believe they saw things this way. And it's so interesting with that because that is a cognitive creation. That is your perception that you've created. And fundamentally it's wrong. Yeah. Because yeah. you, exactly. you see that evidence and then, yeah. you know, why did that person take their life? And it's like, well, they perceive that that's how they felt. And so such a fascinating human brain. Is oh, so, yeah. You know, like we don't know enough about it. 
yet to be no, no, yeah, still we've, we've touched the surface and, and that's an exciting part about psychology as well yeah and, and on the flip side of that you know if you have friends um and good friends that understand your characteristics or or, or whatever the thing may be um if you're starting to present seriously then they're going to be the ones to say you know hey bro are you okay or, yeah you know, aren't they yeah right and you know this is the prime opportunity where if we've got to understand as individuals if external people are noticing those changes in us we need to probably listen to that and yeah. go hang on now now my perception the way people are seeing me my my actions are now being noticed well and we're already feeling it with inside of us yeah, <laughs> and yeah, now yeah. externally it's presenting it's That's like well, when you know it's a- you know it's now time to start addressing it for it's, sure no, it's definitely. so important what you said as well about the um you know uh that when people don't want to have the be labelled or whatever that thing, and that's been a fear for a lot of people. And I think what's so important is that as this movement, you know, progresses, that's going to get easier mm. because people aren't going to be afraid of that label or afraid of that thing. And it's mm. it already you can already start to, and it's probably part of what helped Erica is that for so long in the past, you know, that would have been the scariest thing was you know to to have a problem. Whereas now, and especially when she was confronted with it, she was like, no, the scariest thing is what I'm fucking dealing with right now. I want to, yeah. I don't care what I'm fucking labelled with. I'm, I want to to work through this and get the help and again where it takes that massive thing to go through to be like that's not as scary as the panic attack that i was having last night or this feeling that i've got intrinsically at the moment that's now scary and i don't want to have that again Mm -hmm. so tell me what i've got to do tell me fucking what's wrong with me and let's do the work yeah um i think getting to that point might hopefully be easier and if we can try and find a way to not have people have fucking rock bottom to get there Mm -hmm. that you know start doing that work picking up on those signs earlier so say when, I went, when she went to that first counsellor and they said, hey, I think it's these things, maybe that is the start of her turning point then when she goes, oh, yeah, fuck, instead of it taking another three years and a huge crash yeah. in her mental health to get there. I think if we can start people wanting to accept or, or as you said, the mental fitness thing is so important because when you say mental health, what, is, what do you do to fix health? You treat it. So it's like more of like a treatment yeah. basis thing, whereas when you yeah. think about fitness, it's like, just do it. Like, just do it. If that's doing this, yeah, that's right. If it's journaling, if it's if it's if it's journaling, if it's your, you know, you're like thinking about the impact of your diet on your like mental health and being conscious of all of those things as being a part of your mental fitness. Yeah, the push towards that is going to make such well, a big difference. Well, now we're talking about well-being and self-awareness, right? Yeah, and I mean, this is where you know it takes a bit of education on someone's behalf to help install these some of these tools to give the person confidence to be able to you know start uh, you know acting on these things within themselves you know so like for me a big a big thing is becoming self-aware you know why am i feeling like this or or just being aware of your body and what it's doing so an example would be say me recently the heart starting to feel like i'm not having a heart attack but i'm getting tight in the chest i'm cramming i'm starting to sweat i'm starting to get you know um muscle tremors uh, my, my thinking's not clear. Hang on, I'm under duress. I'm under absolute distress right now, and yeah. something needs to be done. Okay, yeah. so you know, I could or anyone could just go, "Oh no, she'll be right." You know, classic old yeah. old school remedy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's then going, "Well, hang on, I'm self aware that these things are happening internally. There's obviously, I know I'm under stress, and all these things are happening. So, what do I need to do? And, yeah. You know, my diet's been out. 
well, first first of all, get off to the doctor or consult your professional straight away if, if you're getting to that crisis point. Yeah. But in the meantime, and it's something I talk about with the apprentices a lot too, right? So let's say we do, we've gone through the whole process. I don't know if we need to go over it, but let's say we've, we've had the chat with the boys from the next step and we've taken their advice and we've got off to the GP, we've booked a double appointment, we've done our mental health assessment, we've got on a mental health care plan. The next step boys have been good enough to provide a, a, a referral to a psychologist that they might think they're going to get that therapeutic alliance straight away. Cool, right, we're booked in for a session. We sit there, we pour our heart out for an hour, Right, time's up, cool. No worries, what do I do to a next appointment? Yeah. Okay. So this is where the mental fitness, the, the well-being and the self-awareness has to come into play. You know, A, we need to process what our, our professionals just told us. Like we're breaking that down and looking at strategies on how to better cope in the situation we are. But then what small things are we doing during the days and the weeks and in our routines to maintain ourselves to get to the next appointment without yeah. spiraling? Okay. And for me, you know, it's it's a touch point of everything. And again, little bits at a time, especially with someone who's already overwhelmed, but we're looking at, you know, what does our routine look like? Have we got to set up get up time? Have we got to set bedtime? What does our diet nutrition look like? Because, you know, having a good diet, believe it or not, does fuel the body, fuels the mind, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What's our sleep and sleep quality look like? Well, that partially could be, even be helped with a better bedtime routine we're retraining the brain to say it's lights out at 10 o'clock no matter what yeah not 9 or 10 or 12 or 11 or whenever the fuck i feel yeah, like not scrolling tiktok for two and a half hours exactly yeah, getting yeah, off social yeah. media at least an hour before the blue light interrupting our melatonin processes you know um and keeping a keeping a structured routine so the body and the brain actually is going oh shit he's getting ready for bed yeah, okay not, I not doing podcasts at nine o'clock at not when you live four and a half fucking <laughs> yeah, decades yeah, away yeah, yeah. i've still got 45 minutes and i'm taking a shit brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no. But there's, um, there's, there's yeah. another part to it too as well though. Like it's interesting you talk about that mental fitness, but mental health, everybody has it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think this is something you like to talk about as well, mm -hmm. but like it's so frustrating to people talk about mental health. Like it's this unique experience. We've all got it. Like, mm. and you know, people can have a mental health, what's diagnosed by the DSM fucking whatever it is now, based on a whole bunch of life experiences, it doesn't mean that you stay in that that yeah, category. Talk exactly. about the yeah. continuum. Talk yeah, about the continuum. Yeah, but it is. It's Go. a mental health continuum. It's up and down, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you slide up and down. Like I've been diagnosed. I got diagnosed at 14 with obsessive compulsive disorder, but I sure as shit wouldn't sit myself 90% of the time in a poor mental health state. I'm actually yeah. functioning really well. And it's like, well, that's cool. But somebody that's got no diagnosis can also be struggling to shit and it can be based on a whole bunch of stuff. Well, yeah. and as, a, as a perfect example, the four bodies sitting around this table, we, we all woke up this morning with a different mental health experience, right? You know, some of us probably woke up feeling like this is the best fucking day ever. Some of us may have woken up going, fuck, another day, I can't be fucked, right? Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean a mental health condition's in play. It just means that's how we're feeling at the time. That's yeah. what our mental fitness yeah. is telling yeah. us. I'm feeling good today, it's I'm feeling cool, bad today. It? Right, so and this is what Simo's talking about. You know, if we look at good down one end, bad down the other end, we've got a continuum where we're constantly sliding up and down hourly, minutely, daily, depending on interactions and conversations, if yeah. someone's pissed us off, whether someone's provided some validation and made us feel good, whatever. We're, we're doing that all day. All right, now we'll go pick up a mental health condition or difficulty and chuck it in there. So let's throw, you know, 
depression or anxiety, PTSD, uh, uh, BPD, whatever. Let's throw something in there. Now that is starting to look a little bit different, mm. all right? We might be sliding down the scale in far further extremes. Yeah. Um, we might have this um, depression condition, but we're presenting really good all the time. Yeah. But no one would know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you know yeah, I mean? some people get really good at hiding it, don't they? Or someone oh, could have. It's the biggest skill in the world. I yeah. think anybody with a mental health. Hundred. Yeah, that's we can talk so about skilled, the faces, yeah. and I think that's an important thing to talk about the different faces of mental health. But you know, so that's another perfect example. There, we 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 I guess. We're stigmatized and we think that depression is this really sad, down and out type of thing. And to a degree, yes, it is. But there are genuine people out there that when they're running on their highs, they're the happiest, most go lucky, presenting smiles and all that. And you would never know. Yeah. yeah. Right? But then yeah. at home later that night, they're down this end of the scale in a severe yeah, change. Yeah, to incredibly low. Yeah. To, yeah to, to the tears and to the discomfort and even to the point of suicidal ideation or even maybe putting plans in place to take their life. You know? mm. and, and then it can swing back the other way in yeah. an hour. Yeah. 100% because they're carrying so, that weight with them even when they are presenting that they're joyful. That's right. You know? And just as, an, as a normal person can wake up with poor mental health on any given day. Yeah. I just mm. feel shit. Yeah. yeah. And you're allowed to. It's fine. Hundred yeah. percent. But tomorrow you might, you know, be back to normal in your middle range, or you might be having a good day, and you might be up here. So it's it's, it's so. It's, I think that's the thing is we're trying to get across, and and what the normalisation component is trying to say is that it's like it, anybody can experience a mental health challenge. I don't even like to use the term condition anymore. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like a mental illness. It's funny because and, uh, and fundamentally, I, I very, illness. I very rarely actually, even within clinical practice, diagnose people. I try to stay away from it yeah. because I'm like, you know what? Like, you know, you've got behavior traits that may indicate this and we might use it as a bit of framework to help you, but fuck me. Like, it's not going to define who you are. No. And yeah. Because people think that of an illness as like a, you know, and especially with mental illnesses, they're like, oh, that's me. That's me forever now kind of thing. And so mm. they feel like it puts them in this box. Whereas if you go, yeah, if you go, look, I think that some of the signs that you're exerting, you know, sort of seem to align with, with this framework, as you said, and that's what we're going to use to try and, you know, some of the tools that help people that are struggling with this are the things that we're going to use to help you with this. That just comes across so much differently to like, oh, cool. And then, you know, there may be a point in time where we're only needing to use, you know, we have to we have to use put, employ all of these things from this framework initially. Yeah. But then eventually we only need two steps of it yeah. because you're, you're actually able to make that progress. And I 100%. think that's so much of it is like the, the understanding that there is a there, and it's. I've been going through it with with Erica now. You know, when she went through that, everything has been like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, but if you keep putting these things in place, it will get easier. Shit, mm. yeah. And look, and therapy and 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 working on yourself, like it, I'm, it's the hardest thing you ever do. Mm. Like it is fucking hard work. Yeah, like yeah. having to show up once a fortnight or whenever you can get in, it's like. Fuck, you know, I gotta bear my soul again, or I gotta yeah. put the work in. But yep. I yep. think that's the whole thing is that it's like it fucking progressively does get better. You you know, you fight your way out of it, and yeah. and sometimes the, like the biggest thing I see is that people fucking don't see the benefits that yeah. because you're living it, and it's like. Yeah. I think that's where social media and shit's so frustrating for me because, you know, you get this whole happiness trap component of fucking everything's meant to be rainbows and sunshines. But it's like, mate, fucking remember what you were two weeks ago where you couldn't even get out of bed? Well, now yeah. you're managing to get your appointments or fucking hell, you you know, you got up and brushed your teeth today. Fuck yeah. yeah. That that's having that perspective, man. Yeah. Fucking hell. And well, just to touch on that too, like I think, you know, Simo was talking about 
cognitive cognitive behavioral therapies and you know re restructuring paths in our brains i guess to you know steer away or you know to improve our mental health or our mental fitness in ways that better suit us and brett actually shared um a clip to a page it's a video it's probably way down but there's a whiteboard and you'll see orange on it if you're looking for it but he talks about the um, long grass metaphor and it was given to him by psychologists. And I use this a lot. And we might have talked about it. Are you nodding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, but I, yeah, I've talked about it on the podcast, okay. I think, after yeah. I was on the live with you. Yeah. And I yeah. actually used that with Erica. And as soon as I got yeah. off the live with you, I was went to her. I was like, wake the fuck up, bitch. I've got something cool to tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> refresh uh, everybody, everybody about it, though. It really did help her. So, yeah, yeah go in so, on it. Look, I guess in a roundabout way, we'll, we'll think of our thoughts as traveling down a, a, a grassy field, right? And we're following a track that we can see quite clearly um, so anyone out there close your eyes we're in a nice grassy field knee length grass and we're on uh, yeah, now, is, it, now is it meditation <laughs> this guy's, this guy's <laughs> everything right? and take a deep breath in through the nose and hold <laughs> and, and out. out through the mouth so we're walking along the path and now we come to our crux there, there's, there comes a point where we need to make a choice or a decision based around something that's going on for an addict it might be whether I have a beer or not it might be whether I pick up the pipe or not, is whether I have a snort or not. It could be anything. It could be, do I want to have this argument? Do I want to have this conversation? Whatever it may be. We're so used to turning right, okay? So we're at, if the camera's on, so we've hit that point and there is a wide junction here, but for whatever reason over time, we've naturally progressed to go down the, the path of what we're normally doing, okay? Yeah. Which is maybe a coping mechanism or whatever it may be. But what happens is that grass has been pushed over, right? And that's how the track looks easily as followed. It's the path of least resistance. But at some point, that path, the other path, the left path, was there, mm. okay? But it's just that the grass has grown over it and we can't see it anymore. So when it comes time to restructuring that thought process, we've got to walk that path again. We know it's there, but we've got to trudge through all the long grass. It's resistant, it's hard, it's hard work, it's dirty, it's grimy. We don't like it, but we eventually get to the end and go, that wasn't so bad, but fuck, that was hard. It's where right? I needed to be. So day resets and we're walking the path again. Now, this the right path is still quite visible because we've walked it so many times, but that path is now just a little bit easier seen because we've walked it. Mm. So we, de we decide to make the decision to walk it again. All right. So long story short here, the more we trudge through the long grass, the more we push it over, the more the track becomes seen. What happens to the path on the right? the grass starts growing back and now yeah. that starts becoming the path of, 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 of resistance. Yeah. And the left path, the path we want to redirect to is now the path of least resistance. But it takes time, right? Yeah. And it takes practice. It takes mental fitness. Just like you're at the gym. You're not going to get fucking thighs rubbing together like this. He needs a tub of butter between his legs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's you doing squats, brother. Yeah, you, don't, you don't get born with that shit. He's working it out every fucking day. Yeah. And, so, yeah. and it's the same, with, unfortunately, whether we like it or not, it's the same shit we've got to do with our brain especially if we've got the motivation and energy to be able to do it. Well, we're that's, got, and we're not going to nail it every time. Yeah, of yeah. course. Right? Yeah, and that's, that's okay. Thing, yeah. right? that is, it is a big thing and that is okay and we shouldn't beat ourselves up. Sometimes we are going to go, fuck it, I just need to take the, that easier path for today. But as mm. long as the next time we're fucking back on the the trudgy path and yeah. pushing that grass over, then, you know, experience good. Yeah. You know, and once again, then that harps back to what we were saying just before going, all right, having all these things in your life and all these, you know, it might be a sport. So let's say it is, you know, BJJ in your, in your case, you know, you're mm. like, all right, I want to go out there and not going out there can then cause that kind of, that path to become foggy. 
Yeah, you 100%. Know? And it can be applied to so many different aspects in our lives, you know. Uh, conversations with loved ones. Um, I always conversate this way and I hate it because it always results in conflict or it always results in me not getting what I want or I don't feel heard or whatever. What's the other path or what's the path that we need to work? Mm. Maybe we go talk to Simo or uh, your psychologist or a counsellor or, or a friend who's got the lived experience and has been there and understands it and we can communicate on that level and go, hey, why don't you try this? There's always an alternative as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know? um, <clears throat> yeah, so it's just about doing the work, unfortunately. It, man. Yeah, well, what I wanted to say is one of the first lessons that Erica got taught, and I'm, again, I'm sorry, babe, for going in on fucking your entire life story. Yeah, she's but, she needs to be um, here. Yeah, she I does, know. man. I know. Uh, but one of the first things that she got taught was like the doing the work when you're good yeah. is yep. more important than doing the work in crisis mode. And that's yeah. the hardest and, thing to learn. And yeah, she, <clears throat> for, you know, better or worse, didn't listen to that properly in those early, you know, days of you know, being confronted with, okay, I've got to do this work and was constantly, you know, doing it to get herself back to that plateau of feeling good and then slowly the work starts to fall away. And for her and, you know, for a lot of people, you know, it was made up of, you know, obviously your fitness, uh, your diet, and this is the thing as well, is it's not a it's not a one thing. It's not just no. going to therapy, it's not just getting medication, it's not just any of these it's things. It's not just right? exercising. No, that's yeah. right. So it, yeah. it is a and on any given day, one can have more effect on how you're feeling that day than the other. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big thing for her learning was obviously, you know, so that going to the counseling definitely helped. And then, you know, she was doing the work initially with making sure she was exercising and then like journaling and uh, meditating and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, as she started to get better, the effort into those things started to drop off a bit. And then she'd have another, you know, couple of bad days and I'd be like, get back to the thing. And I said, and do it when you're feeling good because that's when you can really, I feel personally, you can train your brain and re- rewire your brain better mm-hmm. from that good level mm-hmm. Because that's when you really believe in the things that you're t- yeah, you're telling exactly. yourself. The right? hormones are right too, right? Because yeah. you're feeling good for a reason. Yeah, and I always say like, because I always explain to her, I'm like, you got to think of like with anxiety, especially, and hopefully people can get something from this. If you think of yourself as like you're, you're the level of anxiety that you're carrying around, like on a on a sort of a scale, right? So, you know, if you're sitting at a, a seven or an eight where she was for a big chunk of time, well, from a seven or an eight to panic attack is a fucking Inch away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the work when you're feeling so when you get down to a seven and you're like, oh, I'm actually feeling better, but then that's when the work becomes so important to get yourself down to a three. Mm-hmm. Because from three to a panic attack is fucking huge. And that's gonna take something really, you know, big to happen or you know, for the work to fall away for a big chunk of time. Because if you can get yourself down to that three and then eventually again, you know, down to a one or a zero, which is possible. And now she started to have that experience of like, oh, yeah, I can really, you know, do the work and get myself down there. And yeah. I'm like, you have yeah. to understand, like, so when she was feeling defeated, I'm like, but you were already at a, you're walking around with a seven out yeah. of 10, you know? Yeah. Mm. So, of course, 10 feels like it's fucking knocking on your door constantly every time you try to go to bed at night. I'm like, because you've got to make sure that you're doing that daily work when the seven feels manageable because you've just lived at a fucking seven yeah. for most of your life. Get yourself down to a one and see how hard it feels, feels to get yeah. back up to that. But level, then, when you, know? you are a one, not stopping still because no, the, the continuum. Yeah. You and that's end up- that's a big thing. Like, look, I, I fall into that. You know, I'm terrible for it. Like, you know, yeah, you'd think I'd be better as a psychologist knowing the benefits, but you know, I'm really shit at maintaining. You know, going to see people, and it's like fucking. Sometimes you got to do. I mean, I'm lucky because I've got 
structures and routines that I've built over years that I'm like, that helps me. And I know mm, that I yeah. can cope with that and I'll get through, but yeah, fucking you just got to keep going. Like it's so normalized over in the States. It's quite, quite amusing. Like going to see a shrink as they like to call them over there. A therapist is fucking, everyone does it. Yeah. Now, yeah. It's so much more normal here in Australia. It's the psycho saying you're going to see a psychologist is still something that's seen out of the ordinary. And it's mm. like, Hey, you can go, you know, I know Richie will talk about it probably, yeah, but going for growth, that. you know, like yeah. there's so much to learn. You know, I think some of them are my most exciting clients that I've seen is people that are actually aren't in there because they're, you know, seeing me for a specific mental health challenge. They're actually just in there because they're like, dude, I want to be a better partner. I want to be a better better at work. I want yeah. to be a better sportsman, you know, fucking all those types. Of things. Yeah, what you said before, sorry, just very quickly, then I'll let you go. What you said before actually struck a chord about the bloke that goes, or, you know, even go, oh, they're not going to be ready for what I've, yeah. it, that actually like, like gave me like a, a physical ill feeling because I've heard that from my own family members and whatever yeah. that I've tried to suggest like, you know, maybe you should go and talk through these, you know, horrific and whatever things that you've gone through oh they won't and i'm like that that really struck a chord because that must exist so much that people <laughs> yeah, again I'll, just I'll so. almost reframe that and go we'll go tell them and freak them the fuck yeah, out that's right. yeah, happens, yeah. You know? oh, trust yeah. me yeah. we want to hear yeah. <laughs> that's the whole thing like and, and you know like there's there may be psychologists out there that haven't heard that unique component of it but yeah. man i've sat in with some 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 people that have had some alternative sort of thought processes but it's not that unique, you know, like out of the ordinary is like, you know, you, you I can guarantee you, you're not Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, you know, yeah, that's it's, right, yeah. it's all good. And if you are, go and get some help for it, you yeah, know, yeah. like, and that's, that's what's so strange is like, that's what we're here for. And, mm. and, uh, you know, psychologists don't judge, man. Like, yeah. well, they shouldn't. And if they do go fucking find another one. That's yeah, there. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, with Erica, we'll go back just to remind. So Erica's down to a one and normalisation around getting off and keeping these routines. And I think it's really important even for me to share that, you know, I still go see a psychologist every two months, all right? Yeah. And it's just something I do as part of my routine. And there's a couple of reasons for it. The reason A being is that I just fucking like it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I don't necessarily go because there's anything wrong, so to speak. Richie but- just likes to talk about himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. <laughs> Lucky I've got a good psychologist. <laughs> he bumps my tires. No. Um, no, he does actually does the opposite sometimes. <laughs> Put yourself back on the ground. He keeps, it, he keeps it real for you, bro. Yeah, yeah he does. But um, look, I, I don't go there necessarily because there's anything going wrong in my life, so to speak. I'm at crisis point. I'm going because on the days when I'm good, you know, and then we can reframe around why things are going good and how do we do that more often and we stay down at that one level. Mm. But then, you know, for me also, I get a real kick out of growth mindset, you know. So I'm going there, you know, yeah, sure, we tackle, we'll just see what comes up, you know, and I think addressing, you know, it's a big thing for me and Simon and I talk about it, you know, if we're take, doing these regular appointments and in consistent fashion, we're on top of things, right? And then in a roundabout way, we're also creating that self-awareness. But when we can feel those little problems coming up, right, if we're not attending, those little problems start manifesting and then we start hitting crisis Yeah. Point, okay? So if I'm, for me personally, if I'm going every two months, I'm tackling those little things, oh, shit, I didn't realise that was going to come up. Yeah. Okay, and then the question may be, well, how are you going to deal with that? 
oh, well, I'll deal with that by X, Y, and Z. And you go, okay, that's really good. But did you think about plan B as well? Ah, oh, right. Yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, get that until it grows out. 100%. Mm. So we're addressing them before, again, we're addressing things before anything reaches crisis point and we're, we're talking it out. We're almost we're almost like pre-setting the gameplay before grand final day. Yeah. And yeah. I'm out there already kicking goals because I've done the practice. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I think that's just really important to share that part. But, look, there is obviously that stigma around in Australia, especially us blokes getting off to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist mm. or a counsellor or whatever because, you know, it's been deemed in these stigmas around that, oh, fuck, you're a fuck-up, there's something wrong. Like yeah. Said, well, you know, it's almost a taboo-type talk. And, I mean, there are the barriers we're definitely trying to, you know, extinguish or at least drop a little bit to say, guys, you know what, it's actually not that fucking bad. Like, yeah. we do it and we're not, we're not, you know, well-rounded, fucking perfect, fucking citizens. I'll yeah. give you the hot tip, but yeah. um, I'd weird. hate to. I'd hate to know where I'd be at with my mental health if I didn't go see one. Exactly. Well, that's what <laughs> I like about Next Step so much. The fact that it's literally you're not these dudes in suits like we were saying before, and you're just real people, and it's just like an Instagram message away. You don't have to wait two months, and that's one of my favorite things about it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And look, there are fucking psychologists out there that uh, you know. Down to earth, normal people that fucking, you know, like I think that's the strange thing. About yourself or not, what? not me. I'm definitely not. <laughs> but you know, like that's the whole thing is like you'll find that person out there, and I still think there's that conception of like, you know, I might go out there and I might share something, and they're gonna, you know, commit me or something like that. I think and I'm it's weird like or, no, yeah, like no. it's you know, it's a here. safe space. That's it's the biggest really thing. Really safe space. Yeah, and and I think. Um, we, we've we got friends in the mental health space and one of them, I'll, I'll mention his name, his name's Nathan Bolton. He's a keynote speaker, who does a lot of work around Adelaide. Um, and I really liked one of the part of his talk where he said, you know, he went through a team of psychologists, you know, maybe I think it was up to five or something. Mm. And he, he had this preconceived notion that, he just hated them, you know, like they okay. couldn't help him type thing. That yeah. almost that, oh, they won't understand what I'm going yeah. through, you know, that type and of thing. And he had a unique experience. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we're only sharing probably a fraction of his story, of course, but you can check him out. But the psychologist he finally connected to, he basically sat down, he sort of says, and Nath, if you're listening, I hope it does this justice, but he sort of sits down with this, you know, real – um, cocky Provado, attitude, yeah. like you know, sort of sitting back. You How know, are you sure gonna if fucking help me? Yeah, and he basically said exactly that. So, um, so what are you gonna do for me? You know, and the psychologist, apparently a female, she just turned to him and goes, Nathan, this is not about me. This is about you. So, what do you want from me? Yeah, and he was like, Oh fuck, uh, didn't have the answer. And she sort of then famous said, Well, you're obviously here for a reason. You got in the car, you drove here, you're now sitting in a chair. What do you want? And he'd never really been asked that question. And look, I think it is important, part of it, and that's where we come into play too. You know, we, we listen to what's going on and then we'll sort of say, you know, not everyone needs to get off to see a psychologist, let's be honest, that contacts us. But every now and then it is, have you thought about? Yeah. Or, this is the process. Would you be keen to engage? Well, if you are, here's some options, you know. And then in a roundabout way it's up to them. But it's really good I think it's personally a really good thing to actually have an idea of what you need to, or what you're going in there to address. Yeah, yeah Because, sure. again, we yeah. sort of touched on I don't know if we were on air, but in a, in a roundabout way we're going in there for answers, right? Yeah. And that's why we're looking for people that understand our problems and we want to work through these things. Yeah. So if we've gone going in there knowing what we want to work on, 
the anxiety, the depression, the relationship, better communication, conflict resolution, whatever it might be. You know, we're going in there with a with a bit of a preconceived notion of I want to get something out of this. Yeah, we're, we're fucking paying the bill. Yeah, let's get our yeah. money's worth. Yeah, yeah do you know exactly. what I mean? So yeah, that's where it's at. I think for me. And I think that's probably a perfect segue into the question that I asked 50 minutes ago um, <laughs> about the direction of Next Step now. Obviously, yes. you mentioned, you know, the, the work that you guys are doing in the space. Let's talk about what's been happening since the last time we caught up. What is the direction now um, and, and where, are we, where are we heading and what do we want to achieve? Yeah, so look, how long has it been? Has it been, it's been Just, over a year. Yeah, it's Did been over guys, a year, I think. I reckon yeah. it was Wait, Was it really a year ago? Yeah, it would have been. Wow. I thought you were talking about the length of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking down there like, all right, it's been, oh, you know, yeah, one it's been a year. How long have it been since we've sat? Sorry, there's my Really, it's been a year. Yeah, for sure. I reckon wow. it was like maybe okay. July or something okay. last year. Yeah. Well, we'd probably... So not secretly, but we probably didn't even know what we we're doing ourselves at that point. Look, I think it's really important to point out here, we've never really had an actual direction of where we perceive next step is going to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We Again, it was just set up for a few mates. That's where... We well, nailed that July 21st. July 21st. There you go. I do know something about the podcast. He does know something. They knew the name and, uh, and episode and number, number, but and I knew the, knew the fucking time. Yeah, well done, bro. 100%. Um, so, you know, we've, you know, something that I've always been, I guess, proud of is that we've just let the page, well, we call it a page because it was on Instagram, but we can call it a brand now or whatever you want to call it. But um, we've just let it grow organically. You know, yeah. we've never tried to align with anyone. We've never tried to ride on anyone else's coattails. We've never sort of really seek support or advice from anything in a roundabout yeah. way. We've just gone, you know what, it will, it will serve its purpose in, within its capacity and that capacity also stems from how much time we as individuals can put into it. Mm. Um, but then in around April 2021, a mate of mine, and we can we can touch on this. So he's anonymous, and I'm, yeah. I'm slowing that down because I really struggled <laughs> to get that word out. You still found him, bro. I didn't fuck it. No, I didn't. Did. Anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> That's wrong. Is That's it? Anon. Anonymous. Anonymous. Say it again. And so there's it's an it's an N and then an N. So anonymous. Anonymous. Yay! Yay. I love a, it. Love and it. wrap up the pod, guys. Yeah. He said it correctly. We're done. We're done. Right. So don't come to me for speech therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Epic, I'm just going to say a mate outside. Mr. A, an external, yeah, Mr. Mr. A. a. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So um, Mr. A found out what I was doing or we were doing with the page. Now, Mr. A was a, a good uh, friend of mine from school. We'd known each other for a long time, but like any good friendships, you know, over time life gets busy and, yeah. you know, we'd sort of not grown apart, but, you know, there was just a lack of communication and we were, we were mixing in different friend circles. Now... Without going deep and heavy, but in a roundabout way, when I was younger, um, Mr. A had a significant role in saving my life. So when I was going through my worst point of depression and um, basically at the point of taking my life, he intervened. Um, now, go back 24 years ago, we understand that mental health wasn't really talked about mm. or as 19-year-olds, as yeah. a mate, how the fuck would he know how to intervene? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, the reason why he knew how to intervene because his uncle, his mother's brother, had taken his life by suicide. Wow. All right? So he was starting to notice traits in me, feeding that information back to his mum. His mum was then 
I guess, diagnosing that, filling him with information and knowledge and then taking that back. And, you know, so in a roundabout wow, wow. way, I was being double played without even knowing it. Yeah. And uh, then it got to a point that, yeah, they basically, um, my younger, or sorry, my, Mr. A intervened. And then the next morning, uh, Mr. A's mum was on my doorstep and that's where my, my help came from and got me through that time. Yeah. So he's very passionate about this as well. And then, you know, next step was obviously around my passion from getting through my experience and helping others. So, we, you know, both Simon and I always talk about, you know, we've always helped people, friends, family, whatever, before next step was even, you know, a, yeah. a, a yeah. thought. Yeah. That's just something we, we did because of that lived experience approach. So... Mr. A found out what we're doing and he, he rings me and he goes, I love what you're doing. What are you doing with it? How can I get involved? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, let's just sit down and have a meeting. Let's do something. I'll just think it's great what you're doing for the community. Okay, cool. So I rang Simo, rang Brett. We went and met with Mr. A. He's like, well, where's the direction for this? Where, where are you going? I'm like, <laughs> you know, three, yeah. as I always say. You're like, we've got an Instagram page. Like. Three bogans from the coast. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> We've yeah. got an Instagram page. We're just helping some mates and well, we go out and do a few talks. And he goes, no, nah, but you're actually, boys are onto something here. Like, mm. this is really important stuff you're getting out in the community. I want to help promote or do whatever I can. And I said, all right, well, and look, Mr. A's been quite successful in business and so is his family, so they had some funds there and whatnot. And he said, I'll tell you what, we'll start by, here's a template, so to speak. I want you to write me a business plan. Yeah. And I said, all right, cool. I said, when do you expect this? He goes, whenever. I said, well, again, the capacity, how much time we can put in, we'll see how we go. It took me a year. So, wow. So 2021, um, April to... April this year, yeah. Um, I finally finished the draft copy of our business plan, sent it to Simo. Simo edited it. Um, you know, we, we think we ca captured everything. So I went, yep, yeah, right. We'll send it off to Mr. A. Mr. A looked at it and said, right, let's let's set this up. Yeah. And we're like, and I'm like, set that up. What do you mean? He goes, we're gonna we're gonna build you into a company. Yeah. We'll build you into a company first. You know, you can't keep operating out of a private bank account. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. taking funds and, and although we weren't receive like we weren't receiving funds ourselves, we just needed a, a bank for the money to come in, right? So then yeah. we could then disperse it out in, in training or helping families post suicide, whatever the case may be for us at that time. So or I said, you know, I know I was getting a bit worried about potentially tax sites and things like this yeah, and how, how that looked. Yeah. And to be honest, it looks a bit unprofessional. You know, we're running events and go, oh, yeah, just put money into this private bank account. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's an optics thing as well. Isn't so, it? Yeah. 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 So so that's, what I guess, where Mr. A's drive came from. And he's going, well, for doing this, you guys need to be set up as what they call a DGR, deductible gifts recipient. So effectively that means a not-for-profit um, charity. Yeah. And I was like, okay, how the fuck do we do that? And so he drew upon some of his resources, engaged a lawyer for us. Um, again, the business plan went with that. A lot of toing and froming, a lot of late nights from me, a lot of um, long weekends, you know, four hours each night out in the shed while everyone's asleep or everyone, mates are out partying. I'm in the shed <laughs> answering calls, looking at Instagram, writing business plan, you name yeah, it. Yeah, man, yeah. Um, and then, so, yeah, we finally got set up, well, not finally, but through that hard work and through Mr A's mentoring and some financial backing and, through his resources, we set up as a company in um, July. Yeah. July, yeah, we set up as a company. And we got not-for-profit status in October this year. So yep. we are now fully set up as an endorsed DGR, Wonderful. which is fantastic. Amazing. It's really good for us. It's 
it's not an easy feat to get the uh, DGA or the not for profit no, status. Be, no, um, no, anything so, to do with the government isn't easy. Look, we're, oh, we're, we're really proud. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm really proud of us, but I'm you know, proud of Mr A and his team as well for helping us the way they have. Yeah. Um, but what it also has done is it's given us the confidence and the ability now too to reach out to the community further. And what then happened off the back of that in, you know, and again, this is organic stuff. This is just the universe, of, you know, without sounding like a hippie, but I really believe in this stuff. I feel like the universe puts the right people in front of you at the right time. You yeah, have absolutely. opportunities there, yep. right? And it's either you you walk through that open door or you walk away from it. And I'm a massive one to, you know, I'm a very vibey person. So if the vibe feels right and I can see genuineness in it, I've got an element of trust. I'll go, right, let's see where this path takes us. You can weed out some others, you know, who you don't feel maybe potentially aren't as genuine. Um, so <clears throat> off the back of all that, we uh, I got invited down to uh, a group down south. It's called the Wine Coast Networking Team or the Wine Coast Network. Yep. They have a morning breakfast. Like-minded business people get together. And they almost effectively have a men's group, so to speak, but it's all business owners and females are there too. And they share what's going on in business, you know, where their business is at, what they might be struggling with, and they share. And so they asked to present there. Uh, within half an hour, I think 15 of us were all bawling our eyes out around the table through yeah. and sharing a lived experience, but then obviously saying what we do in the next step. They love what we do. So they um, said, we'll help out. And then the charity gala dinner came about, and yeah. uh, that was huge. That was all hosted by them. Uh, we had Mark Ryan, the beautiful Bogan, come Shout along. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to yeah, Mark Ryan. Absolute such a legend, legend and such. Go a- listen to that episode. Fucking good episode. Yeah, that's as well. a good yeah. episode too. Fucking nice, mate. And he is such an advocate, not only for mental health, but he's all about suicide prevention. Or well, look, suicide awareness and definitely suicide prevention. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we love working in with Mark when we have these events and getting him on board because, again, he shares that passion and that he just wants to save lives. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's out there. Doing talks in rural, like northern, doing all that kind of stuff as well. So, yeah, yep, he certainly is. He's going out to all those rural areas. He's presenting his show, and although very funny, it comes with a serious message, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and one thing I didn't actually know about Mark until our charity gala dinner, which was only um, November the 9th. Um, okay, so not yeah, pretty long ago, recent, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, but he's actually got the Grim Reaper um, tattooed on his hand with a big uh, red cross. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's his reminder. About well, a basically not to take his life. Mm. Yeah, um, but that's inspired by an Amity Affliction song as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, <clears throat> all this stuff's been happening for us as as the next step. But you know, the message for us doesn't change, and what what our actions within the community hasn't changed. Yeah. So I guess the biggest thing for us now is because we're set up as a not for profit. That charity gala dealer was awesome because you know businesses could get involved so we can actually effectively get more funds so off the back of that what we're doing now in 2023 in february we're actually training 30 community members in applied suicide intervention skills training assist we call it so that's that's a big part of what we like to do we like to get bums on seats out in the community those people on the front line in footy clubs at the gyms in in bars cafes restaurants wherever we can find them, those genuine people that have got some passion, maybe some lived experience, maybe a little bit of mental health training already, some have had, and just giving them another skill set as that reach out point and all these different cohorts in the community. Yeah. yeah. Because we think, you and know. it creates a groundswell of communication around that as well. You know, that person talks about what they're going to do and, oh, that's really cool. Oh, that's, you know, 100%. I know someone who would love to do that and then they reach out, like they go and follow the page. It just it yeah. creates those little, you know, 
uh, points of the spider web that starts to grow. The ripple effect. The ripple effect, the ripple effect. yeah. It creates right. the ripple effect. Ripple effect. Now, the, the other thing that, that you guys have been doing right on that um, theme is the with the haircuts. Tell us about um, yeah, that initiative. Well, so that's Ange Santucci. That's Tucci's hair design. And shout out to Ange. And I know once he knows this has gone live, he will be listening. So, bro, yeah. shout, oh, out. shout, shout out, out to Ange. Out. But, look, Ange has been uh, – We don't use him because Richie clearly doesn't <laughs> use him. <laughs> 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 I've been in there for a beard trim. I feel really bad. <laughs> I just I just use my bloody cheap bloody clippers at home. But, um, no, nah, look, Ange – he is one of these genuine souls in the community who just wants to help. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants to help in any way he can. And so he's – look, one of the other things, you know, and this idea is not only just formulated between Mark Ryan and myself, but we're looking at all those different, you know, uh, fronts that we can hit the community and have people train. But, you know, where is the saturation? Where are people sitting comfortably for a bit of a period of time and then, oh, how's your day been? Yeah. Where would you do that? Ange, uh, at a hair salon? Yeah. 100%, Perfect right? Place for it, yeah. So um, any hair salons out there, people passionate about mental health, barbershops especially, yeah. if you want assist training, hit us up. We will pay for it. You just need two days off and we want to train you. Yeah, um, oh, wow. So, yeah, look, Ange, he's – I reckon since day dot, he's liked every post. He's commented on something. I'll post something. I'll put three videos up or three captions up in a row and it'll go bang, bang, bang. And I'll literally say now, that's Ange. Yeah. yeah and I'll look yeah, it yeah. over and it's Tucci Hedges on, Tucci Hedges on, Tucci Hedges on. What a legend. He's just into it. He loves it. Okay. And, um, you know, he's just got this pure heart. So he basically, he rang me and just said, Oh, I need to do something. I want to do something. I need to give back. I love what you guys do. Massive supporter, blah, 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 which is fantastic. And we love that about him. And he's like, do you know what I'll do? He goes, over the month of November, he goes, all men's cuts, five bucks back to you guys. I want to create awareness in my shop. I want to get a bit of uh, community support going out there for you guys. So not only, so this is where it gets beautiful, I think, as well. He goes, not only am I, I want my tin where the $5 from each haircut is going in. Yeah. Um, but I want one of you. We, we do a couple of donation bins ourselves with our flyer, and then we put our we put our support flyers. Which reminds me, these are for you guys. Oh, thank yes. you. Yes. So if you haven't seen, there's our next step flyers. Wonderful. All right, and we've got support services on the back. Perfect. The reason why they're in that neat little size there is so that you can fold them up neatly, put them in your wallet. Yep. Or right. The missus purse. It's a good size. Might yeah. not be for you, but it could be. Hey, mate, you're struggling. I don't know what the fuck to do, but there's some support services yeah. on the back here. That is so cool. That's awesome. All right, man. so they're for you boys. And a whole series of our stickers. So Stack of stickers. Sticker pack there. Get them out there. Get them out there. We'll get, bomb, get up, bomb up a quarter panel. Bomb up a quarter panel. And get your free merch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we, we do, we've got a display there at Andrew's shop now. So, he literally, I'm just going to get it up now. That's such a cool, that's such a cool thing that he's like, you know what? Every haircut, I'm yeah. going to donate five bucks. And know? I mean, look, it stuck out to me so much just seeing it. So, imagine what other business owners who are always like, I'd love to help out. I don't know how I'd fucking do it. Back to the grind. Yeah. That can go, oh, that was really fucking easy. Like that wasn't, you know what I mean? And then so it just it creates the ripple effect. 100%. Um, and then other people want to get on board. You've probably already had interest from other places since he started doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And we have. And look, just let me read you this out. This is last night because Ange's closed on Wednesday. So today yep. being Wednesday and end of month. Day so off. Yeah. Yes. Well, last night yep. was the final so day. So last night was his final day. So he writes here to me. 
Hey, my friend, we're all done for the Raising the Awareness for November. We are not open on Wednesday, so it's all done. We have a full tin of money and, again, in the donations tin. We did 164 men's cuts, which equates to $820. Wow. Okay. So if when um, – so, so if when you can, we meet up at your own convenience chat soon. Plus Amazing. Plus package. So, you know, it's just that support too. Number one, like I can't say it enough, like that support from the bottom of our heart means the world. Yeah. It gives us drive to continue to do what we're doing. But effectively what he's done is out of that money, we've got close to another three members trained in our community with applied exactly. suicide intervention skills yeah. training. All right, so it's as easy as that, you know. So now – who knows, down the track, again, the universe has a way, a funny way of working out. We might use those funds to train someone um, in the community where one of Andrew's best mates might turn to for support one day. Saves their life, man. Saves their life, man. Yeah. And we are. That's what it's about. We're in the business of saving lives. Exactly, bro. So, yeah, yeah Ange, thanks again, bro. Yeah. Thank you for the funds. Legend. And, yeah, and look. Where's, not, his, where's his salon? Give him a give him uh, He's down at Morfavale. Um, yep. Check out his Instagram post, his Tucci, yep. um, uh, Tucci's hair designs. Is it T-U-C-C-I? T-U-C-C-I. Yeah, Tucci, awesome. Tucci hair designs. Probably asking there. the wrong person for spelling, but. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him to say anonymous. Anonymous. The other word philanthropist, oh, yeah, I'm not even trying. Expelladocious, super color, got that wrong too. Um, yeah, but look, it, the community support, and you know, we always talk about, don't we, that we are a community based page. Like, yeah, we, there's three faces behind it, sure, but in a roundabout way, we are doing all the hat work. But I feel, we feel, the community drives it. So, and I've always said, man. if someone out there goes, "Boys, you're not putting enough attention onto this," we'll change focus for a bit. Let's, yeah. let's put some let's put some light around that. Um, well, I mean, know, look at the fact that I've plugged this. I mean, how many times do you reckon I've plugged Next Step on the fucking podcast? Like 30, 40 times since least. the episode. Yeah, at least, yeah, like yeah. every time anything remotely mental health comes up, I'm like, perfect fucking segue to yeah. tell you about the next step. So it's like, <laughs> but I'm not paid to do that work. No, you're not, I, you're I, not. I, you know. Maybe in stickers. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Stickers and flies. Stickers and songs, right? But um, yeah, that, is, that is purely <laughs> off again my belief in the in the work that you guys are doing and the and Thank the you. message that you guys are trying to deliver. So again, with Tucci, with myself, any of these people, a lot of the, the when you when you're doing such great work, you don't need to incentivize people to spread the message. You don't need, you know they're going to just do it off their own back because they believe in the cause as well. Hundred percent, and that's what. Our biggest drive to, is to it's about empowering people, right? Giving people the confidence to be able to talk about these things and to go, you know what? If those knuckleheads can do it, we can go out and have a chat with our mates. And again, the ripple effect, you know, we're, we're all making a difference. We're all playing our part, right? Yeah. And it's just that, like, like they say, it's just that one conversation that could literally change a life. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a couple of cafes. A long time ago, uh, Luke, uh, sorry, Zach Housler, um, we had, or Hoysler, uh, oh my God, what is wrong with my speech? Say anonymous again. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not going to even tempt. Let me get this right. Zach Hoysler, um, we did a pod with him. So Zach and the family lost his brother to yep. suicide at the start of January um, 21. Um, so after he, after the grieving process, and let's be honest, he's, they were still in it, but the, Zach felt empowered to do pay it forward on coffees. Yep. Um, it's just something that he did. So he'd be in a line and he'd have a quick look over his shoulder and there might be two blokes standing behind him. So he'd go, can I have blah, blah, and I'm paying for the next two guys behind me without them knowing, and he'd walk off. Yeah. Right? So he's just shouted two coffees. 
out of the kindness of his heart, yep. random acts of kindness. Now, the reason why he's doing that is because he goes, you don't know what type of day the bloke behind me is yeah. having. So the fact that I get up there and order a coffee and the, the teller says, no, nah, it's all good, that bloke paid for you. Um, he said he wanted to give you a free coffee. That might just be the one gesture that t- yeah. changes that guy's day to go, yeah. fuck, you know, yeah. someone cares. That today wasn't nice the day. day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or today wasn't the day. Yeah. It, it could be that serious, right? Yeah. So I took a little bit of um, Zach's approach and started doing it at one of our local um, coffee vans down south. And then some people have started getting onto it. So now I know of about three cafes down south that have a next step tab. Yeah. Um, that's and I amazing. actually went into one of them today. And the lady was, she had literally said, she goes, you're Richie from the next step, aren't you? And I'm like, oh, my God, this sucks. So oh, like, no, oh, you're starting to recognise secretly loved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> I can't even go get a coffee without knowing. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. It starts wearing the hood. Yeah, the hoodie. Yeah. It's like the paparazzi are out the front again. Settle down, Kanye. Thanks, thanks for Terry Trent's voice. I'm going to have to check my mental health out this podcast. That's right, we got your therapist appointment so <laughs> yeah. he's going to bring you back to earth as well hey Siri is this a form of bullying <laughs> <laughs> or banter <laughs> she would decide no joking so look um, it was a really cool conversation in the sense she goes oh we love the movement around the coffees naturally being a coffee shop yeah. um, that people can come in and grab a free coffee and I said look that is part of it, but I said part of the other part that's sort of been lost in translation is that we wanted to put some money or my, my whole idea was put some money on your tab there, right, and you hold it. So when a mate says, hey, man, you look like you're struggling, let's go grab a coffee, you know, they can go down to the local cafe, next step have shouted you a coffee and you take your mate up the back corner and sit down and, you know, yeah. have a chat over a coffee. That's amazing. All right? I like so that. So just, again, it's just those little things and... We're not spending big bucks. It might be a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks. But if that buys twenty coffees and, yeah. and creates twenty conversations in the community, fucking how good's that? You don't need yeah. to be spending the big bucks. No. When it comes to mental health, sometimes just sitting around having a coffee and actually just talking about it and then going, Oh yeah, someone does understand me or someone doesn't want to listen to me is all it takes. Yeah. And the lady, the barista today, she said, You know what? I've been sort of she goes, Oh, is, I know there's no right way or wrong way to be doing this but she said you know i've just sort of been judging or not judging people that's probably the word wrong word, but i've yeah. just been trying to critique people of how they're looking whether they may need one or not and she said the difference was one day a bloke came in and he was looking a bit down and out and she goes hey do you know what would you like you know here's a free coffee and oh if you like there's next step fives these, these are the guys that do that and i just felt like you needed a free coffee today yeah. and apparently he just started bawling his eyes out Wow. And he said, thank you so much. So I needed that today. And wow. off he went. So it's just those yeah. little things you hear back that you go, you know, okay, maybe we are making a difference. You definitely <laughs> are, man. Makes Without me sleep easier or not. So. 100%. Yeah. Knowing, like, even just knowing the fact that you saved even one person. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, all, it's, all, it's all you need. Really. Yeah, we, we, like even just, you know, the couple of messages, well, we've had heaps, but there's one in particular that was early on. And it might have been after even your episode or something, but and they were just like, you know, I needed that. You like, I've I've moved away from home. Um, you know, everything's been really hard in this new job, and just the way you guys kind of frame some things and put a lot of shit into perspective for me, and I I feel a lot better about everything. I just want to say thank you so much. 
I'll do another 500 episodes writing off the fucking yeah. good feeling that I get. Even talking about that just then still yeah. gives me. Yeah. Uh, so it's like I'm here for that. That's that's what it's about at the end of the day. Well, that's what we talk about. There's nothing altruistic in this world. Um, you know, it's it's weird. You might go in there with those intentions, but funnily enough, you end up getting something back back out of it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. exactly right. And yeah, we get that just as much. So about giving back, don't yeah. we? As we as what people might get from us, we get a buzz out of it as well. And it's it's coming from a good place. We're not doing it to boost our egos or oh, of whatever. Course not, yeah. We're literally doing it because we a we give a fuck and we're passionate about this. But yeah, the 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 plus about it is it feels good. It yeah. does. Yeah, and it's, it screams authenticity, man. It does. So, so one thing just on that that you know that we've we've covered a lot, and I'm sure we'll probably cover a lot more things because we're going down the wormholes, right? Exactly. But <laughs> any listeners out there. Um, if if there's one thing to take home from me especially and one thing that I live by these days is every day just please strive to be the best version of you. I'm looking at the camera and say that. Yeah. Be the best version of you. However that looks. On some days when we're down and out, our best version may be just getting up and brushing our teeth and that's okay. But it might be in conversations, the way we carry ourselves, interactions, and then reflect on your day and ask yourself whether you were the best version of yourself in the day. And if you tick the boxes for yourself, fucking fantastic. If you go, you know what, pulling myself up a little bit here, maybe I could have done that better today. Well, guess what? There's always tomorrow to improve on it and so be the better version of yourself that day. So if we're doing these 1% as each day, mental health difficulty or challenge or not, um, they all add up. Yeah, man. Consistency is a beautiful thing. Oh. Well, one thing that I'll say is that uh, two two episodes we had around the same time uh, was was yourself and Callum from Youngblood, who I also yeah, shout yeah. out yeah, uh, a lot. Absolute fucking legend. Yep. You both in the episodes talked about the importance of journaling with your mental health. And I said at that time a fucking year ago that I was, yeah, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to do it. Well, at the beginning of this year, when shit started getting really hectic, with oh, I got made redundant and Erica was going through everything she was going through, I'm like, you know what? No time like the fucking present. Because I, I and I, the thing is, because of how I understand how it works, I thought of it as like, you're going to be able to see yourself in this moment where shit's really fucked up and you're going to be able to write yourself out, like write yourself out of it. And it was exactly, I already knew it. And a lot of people don't think about it in that way of like, oh, I already knew the end result, but the importance of it was so good. And now I've been able to keep up. I only do it maybe once fortnightly. I'm actually overdue, I think, at the moment this week. Um, but I've done it. At, it was started like daily for a little bit. Then it went to weekly. And then it's been fortnightly consistently for about six months. Yep. But it's so good already being able to have like to look back at that time and go, yeah, fuck, you were not sure how this was going to play out. You weren't sure how this was going to play out. You weren't sure about that. And now, you know, so many other things and outcomes have happened from it. So I um, wanted to obviously mention that because you mentioned it, Callum mentioned it, other people have come on the pod and talked about it before and I, I really can speak from personal experience about how invaluable it is to just spend, even if it is weekly, fortnightly, write down what you're feeling, what you've been feeling over those last two weeks and give yourself a point of reference to look back at. Well, it might at, at the initial stages of, let's say, crisis, if we're really wanting to get it out, it might be daily or it might be even half daily, just yep. getting whatever you can out onto paper. And yep. it can be dot points. It can be – and it's just whatever's there because, you know, we're literally – we're taking it out of here and we're t- getting it out of our brains, our cognitive thinking, and we're putting it on paper. So yeah. stuff that we don't have to – have have rattling around and I, I sort of frame it in a, in a in a kind of a weird way but everyone knows what a revolving door is right yeah so how easy is it when one person walks in a revolving door does a spin and lets themselves out 
right now you cram that fucker with 200 people what's going inside that revolving door right yeah. now yeah. we've got fucking chaos man we yeah. don't know where the front to the back is and shit's going hectic in there we've got to start letting some of those things out mm -hmm. so the revolving door approach is just letting those things come in and out and a good way of letting it out is by also writing it out so effectively we're clear in my analogy here we're, yeah. we're clearing the revolving door by freeing up space to put it there i like that yeah doesn't have to be writing well yes and this is so i'm a big believer in like look i'm not gonna write shit i write all day that's yep. what i have to do for a job so yeah. if you ask me to write something it's like talking to you in voice Talk voice notes 100%. yeah it's yeah. fucking yeah. it's easy you know like you're driving home from work check your voice note on Captain's log, star date. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's actually a really good. One. I like that. It started with the, yeah. yeah. This is, uh, is Simon Tyler reporting. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and that's Captain. how it can be. And like, look, I picked that up for me because you know I'd heard a lot about journaling. I'd never mm. actually got taught it. Like, it wasn't something I was recommended when I was going through therapy. But I um picked up because when I was doing my study. If I'd had a good idea about my article or something that I was writing, I'd actually be like, I didn't want to, I was working as a tradie still at the time. And I was like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, I can't just run off and grab a pen and paper and start writing it yeah. down. So I just took my phone with me and started talking. I actually had a voice recorder. Yeah. And then, yeah, and now I still use it sometimes. It's just like, fucking get that shit out. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Get the, you might even forget sometimes the idea if you got an idea. 100%. Yeah. It needs to be there. And it's, yeah, sometimes it comes at the weirdest shit. Like, I'll be in the gym sometimes and I'll be like, fuck, there's the clarity. And I'll, you know, be like duck to the bathroom and be like, and then I'm yeah. all good to go. I'm like, yeah, sweet. I'll yeah, fucking yeah. move on from that. And and just to go one another level of that, um, uh, well, he's effectively become a mate of mine and mate of the page, Ben Wade. He, we've done a um, uh, interview with him, a podcast, not, definitely not as decent as this, but it's just Fuck a yeah. chat. <laughs> a, a chat between two guys, me yeah. sort of going, oh, let's share your story if you're feeling comfortable. And he does exactly what Simo says. He doesn't like writing down and stuff. So he does all of his um, journaling through the phone. But then what he also does is he saves that, puts it in a folder, but then he does his to-do lists as well. Okay. So he's getting everything out. He's getting emotionally out and then he's going, right, I've and got a shitload of stuff mm. in my day because he's a very structured person, yeah. right? Yeah. But when we hold structure and, again, you know, we put pressure and when with structure comes time restraints yeah. and even for me with time restraints then comes building anxiety because if we're not going to get or achieve what we need to get done by that fucking yeah. time, it becomes stressful, right? So, um, yeah, he'll he'll talk out his to-do list as well. So then – and that's in another file or keeps it there. So And that's another great way of, you know, just – unpacking a few things out of the brain yeah. and just trying to give you a sense of i call it a sense of peace it's working in the present right we're, we're, this is the only thing we've got right now the present we can do the whole talk about the past and talk about the future thing but we won't go into that full analogy but it's about giving our brain the time just to sit where it needs to be which is now yeah yeah isn't it exactly you know um I often talk about, you know, uh, mindfulness at, probably at this point, you know, practicing mindfulness and everything we do. It's something that I've been getting entrenched in lately and I love it. And I think we all practice mindfulness in a roundabout way without even knowing, but yeah, actually yeah. being effectively controlling over everything that we do, you know, our breath, the way we talk, driving a car. And the driving a car is a perfect example in the sense you can get in a car and I'm, I'm sure we'll all nod when this has happened. How many times you've been driving down the road and you've gone through about three sets of lights and you go, 
Those fucking oh. lights red. Fuck, yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. had that yesterday. I was like, did I fucking just red? I didn't, but like, no. I was like sometimes you're just like, how the fuck did I get here where I am? Yeah. Because like the last time I remember. That's yeah, called sleeping at the wheel, like, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could be called sleeping at the wheel. But what we're doing is we're, we're not mindful. We're not mindful. We're not in the present. We're letting our brains wander off with thought almost into a subconscious state where we're distracted from the task that we're doing. Yeah. Okay. So by pulling that back, I've, you can use breathwork, sensory tools, you know, name three colours, you, you work the five senses, um, smell, touch, sound, whatever. But being when we, again, it's about this mental fitness and building that over time, there's mindfulness in everything and mindfulness helps promote the brain staying in the present. And it's a really good tool actually, I believe, and from a psychological approach for people with um, uh, ADHD. Yeah. If the more they can, you know, the... It's hard for them to stay mindful because their brain's so overreactive. But mm. when given a task and, you know, I did it with an apprentice taught to me sort of by one of my, we'll call him my, our mindful teacher. And this is something that we've adapted and started building into the next step now. We run at not only our men's group, but we run a mindful men, we call it. It's facilitated by Nigel Black. It's on our page. He's a, oh, he's, his credit credits go longer than this, guys. Um but he's ordained, he's ordained Buddhist, Zen, Zen Buddhist, and he's taught for 25 years, teached for 25 years all around, all around the world. Lovely guy, but fucking literally down to earth as fuck. He's a great dude. It's because he's so mournful, he's so laid back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah. And, you know, he runs a, a small group of guys we, and we meet once um, every Thursday, come have a chat if you want, and then we go practice mindfulness. And we learn the art of breathing um, relaxing through meditation. Um, it's fucking great. It gives the brain a reprieve. And it's great to see guys come in with probably an over sense of overwhelmingness and probably a bit of anxiety presence. And then when they leave, you can just see them, the whole body language yeah. just relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, dudes. We'll be back. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But he's um, he taught me this practice and I use it with an apprentice about, again, doing things mindfully, even cutting food. Like how often you're in the kitchen, you're just like, bah, 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 yeah, fucking all this, that, the other. But he said, if you actually just slow down for a moment and feel the texture of the knife going through the skin, looking at the juice, taking mm. the smells in, you know, doing all this, now you're actually focusing. <laughs> don't, make, <laughs> don't make this room. Don't make this room, motherfucker. <laughs> but actually taking the time to be in the present and yeah. focusing on what you're doing. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> You think it's funny? It's not funny. I just want you to say it's it again. Just, just the, the skin. Yeah, yeah. The, ju- the juice. juice. Smell on the juice. Yeah, smell on the juice. Even, even eating it, he's laughing because he's a prick, but it actually fucking works because it makes the brain actually focus in on the task at hand. Yeah, sure. And if you're dealing with someone, I feel, who's got an overwhelmed mind, um, especially with an ADHD approach, if you can get them to fucking cut a tomato mindfully and then eat it mindfully for two, three minutes. Yeah. There's three minutes of reprieve. Their brain wasn't yeah. thinking about a thousand different other things. Yeah. Um, yeah. That they wouldn't have got without being mindful. It's funny just a quick like. Sorry. This is how much I struggled at school. I just literally went back to school then. Like, oh my God, I'm laughing for no reason. What the fuck is he talking about? I swear it's a. Nige, don't worry about him. It is actually a fucking unbelievable practice and I encourage more people to do it. Me and Erica Erica went on a wine tour for uh, our anniversary and um, 
We were doing like a chocolate. So, so it was the juices yeah. in the. It was the juices. It was the juices. He's like, ah, smelling juices. Smelling juices. Smelling juice. Yeah. He's off work. No, no, no. I love it. I love it. We're here for all. We're all. We're here for the bands as well. You know. He's so well behaved at the office all day. Smelling juices was going to set you off. And this is why the boys make us talk for half an hour before the podcast so we can get all the grottiness out. Get all the juice. Got Simo's juices going at least. That's the main thing. Well, we've been gone for about an hour forty, yep. so I reckon now's probably a good time to get into, get into our what we like to do right at the end. The returning guestions, because we we were talking about this before. We got a few new stingers. You were expecting the the horses. Yeah, and I had a. He I, had a why would we ask the same question again? I had like the what was it? A hundred horses? Uh, no, a hundred. Yeah, duck size horses. Duck size horses. Yeah, or, or one, one horse size duck. Horse size duck. Yeah, and that I was the original question. I had an I thought about it weirdly. Okay, well, quickly before we ask the question, give us your. No one's ever got to answer this answer question again. Twice. So, yeah, because yeah. you're such a legend, give us your year long rethought <laughs> yeah, out yeah, yeah. Uh, answer to Would you rather fight. <laughs> <laughs> He's been chewing on it. He's been sleeping <laughs> on it. Would you rather fight a horse sized duck? Or a hundred duck-sized horses. So yeah, an hour forty. You said we've been going for. Yep. Yeah. How yep. much memory you've got on this fucker? <laughs> oh, hey, enough. enough. So anyway, I was in the shower. Where can I plug in the PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> I was in the kitchen and I was cutting some tomatoes. Some juice. And one of the juice smell. hit me in the eye, and I realised. <laughs> no, Ryan will appreciate this. He because what I thought I'll take the fucking horse-sized duck mm-hmm. with a jiu-jitsu approach, right? That's my approach. Yeah. That's so my approach. somehow I sort of distract the fucker. I get on its back. I literally choke the motherfucker out. We literally have the same. Yeah, yeah. Do, not yeah. to the point. I don't want to kill it. I just want to submit it enough for me yeah, to get sucked in, that. and then I can get out of there and yeah. be like, I just submitted a fucking duck horse size horse duck. Yeah. with a rear naked choke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With me, 100%. yeah, absolutely. And then if we want to while it's out, we'll just be really cheeky and give it a heel hook as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. My, my logic is just like you think about duck, you think about duck legs. Right, yeah. and how thin they are. Yeah. Right, even though it's the size of a horse, it's only going to be like that. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be able to do a good just old slide fucking, tackle straight through just those cheeky legs. knee yeah. bar to the bloody <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like a good power size. double and just yeah. like hit him or even just kick him and like wound just the knee. Double leg up against the cage. Double leg up against the leg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. And then take the back and get the rear naked choke. That's it. United horse size duck championship. Fighting, yeah, <laughs> yeah I exactly. Like it. Very good. Exactly. Went down. That is a wormhole. Yeah, that is a goddamn. Yeah, we're on, bro. We're on. You're gonna, you're gonna we're love. On. You're gonna love the final question of this set, but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start it nice and easy. Uh, the first question of the um, the original guessions is, what is your favorite song of all time? This one we like it to expand on that and go, what is your favorite album of all time? So it has to be Ooh. start to finish. There's not a song you skip. Yeah, now. What is your favorite oh, album? Jesus, I can't even answer. I like asking people fine, questions man. I yeah. can't. Probably Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, that is a fucking solid choice. But I'd also probably go Pantera Cowboys from Hell. Oh, oh so. never had a Pantera. I think we've had a we Chili ha- Peppers before, but yeah, we haven't had any had Pantera. Pantera. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of some of what Phil Anselmo said in his time. But yeah, of course. I but do love the music, and it's, oh, it's a pretty yeah. killer album. Separate the art from the people sometimes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, very good. Um, one would be anything Rage Against the Machine, and the first one that just came to mind was Rage Against the Machine, Evil Empire. Yeah, yeah. What was the album before that with the sort of like the like the bloke with the flames? But it's like a it wasn't Battle of Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah, it wasn't Battle of Los Angeles. That I think it was like one of their 
Was that Killing in the Name? Yeah. Was that, yeah. that was the album called Killing in the Name? I think it might have been. Yeah. yeah. I was okay. going to say that, but I thought it doesn't sound like because that's you know yeah. songs, but best played song. But yeah. yeah. So either one of those two albums, anything Rage Against Machine. Yeah. Well, they're fucking. Epic, and I actually just they? played it the other day. I was having a bit of music therapy, having a bit of a day, and thought, you know what? Let's get in touch with some of the old school. And Let's then, Rage Against the Machine. Fucking oh, I just it. smashed it out. It just got yeah. me feeling good. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, because yeah, it's pure energy with those guys. Oh yeah. 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 Like there's nothing like. Like, you know, just screaming like sometimes. I actually take this to my clients sometimes. They're like, oh, you know. And I'm like, mate, it's the best form of emotional release. Like just oh. screaming in the car is just epic. Oh, hell yeah. do you think yeah. we're like such like fiends for like the heaviest metal? Because yeah. we're yeah. like, it just you get out of the car. Yeah. You've just been absolutely fucking belting it out. Then you like get out. You're like, you're like all right. <laughs> now it's time to go lift. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you have one thing I've been doing lately? And uh, anyone who knows me on my private account, I've been doing car karaoke with my kids when I pick oh, them really? up from uh, um, Osh. Yeah. So I'll jump in the car and one of them was Rage Against the Machine. So, and the uh, Ranger's got a pretty good stereo system in it. Yeah. So I just, as soon as they get in, they now say, Dad, can we have our sunglasses? I'm like, yeah, no worries. So I've got them these like little black sunglasses they put on. I just crank something and then they just headbang all the way home. That's oh, amazing. So good. One of my mates that I went to school with, haven't connected to it with him for ages, he actually goes, bro, I love this car karaoke, spelt with a K, by the way. Yeah. Um, he goes, can you do Slayer, Raining Blood, next one? Oh, yeah. 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 What a song. I'll do it for you. So I'll have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old with a broken arm headbanging to love Slayer, it. Raining Blood, next week. So That's amazing. Good choice. All right, question number two. You can hit him with that All one. All right, man. we don't actually it. know these. We've only ever done them like once. Yeah, so, so we're going to read the second one. Uh, going upwards. Yeah. Oh, so this one now? No, no, upwards. So the first, the bottom one was oh, okay. going upwards. Yep. What would be your weapon of choice in a zombie apocalypse? Ooh, good one. Oh, I'm, do you know what? Yeah. I, um, anyone from down south in the martial arts scene will know the answer to or know, understand my answer and if you don't you're going to have to research him and look him up my weapon of choice in a zombie apocalypse and this has been a red stated thing we used to talk about in the gym if there was a zombie apocalypse and you had any chance of survival you would stand behind kim robinson that is my weapon of choice. He's the weapon. And He's yeah, weapon. I'm actually going to go along with that too. Yeah. It's either him or Steve Bean, one of the two yeah, boys. But yeah. I think Kim will just, uh, yeah, he'll sort things out and everything yeah. will be fine. Maybe we got to ask him what his weapon is then. Yeah, well, so Kim, his weapon is just Kim. He's on Instagram as um, at the um, Vagabond Maestro, I think. Yeah, Vagabond Maestro. Yeah. And he is a training machine. We'll see if we can pull a photo and then like yeah. put it on this bit of the. Yeah. He's just, uh, yeah, I, there's some stories about him. I knew about him when I was growing up through school, him and his brother. You don't fuck with him. You just, yeah. Lovely they're just guy, lovely The guy. greatest people in the world, but yeah, they can take care of themselves. They can take awesome. care of themselves. But really yeah, well. I reckon they can take care of some zombies. He'd they? sort the problem out for yeah. everyone. That's great. What a good answer. No one's ever suggested no one's ever another human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Operation Human Shield. That's been like in anyone asking that question ever. No, no, gone, no. There's one guy. This guy. And as long as he's there in the zombie apocalypse, we're good. We're fucking yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a joke that's going to set you off. A uh, question that's going to set you oh, off no, somehow on the chat. What is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? <laughs> and it can't be juices. It can't be. It can't be juices. juices. I don't know my answer to this either. Oh, I, I ask these so questions and I got no fucking idea. I don't think I've ever eaten one, but a kumquat. What's a kumquat? Fruit. And I don't know why. I just popped it. Just because it's got cum in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you said cum what? Anonymous again, bro. 
Um, what about you, Richie? Oh, dude, I'd. Yeah, I don't no know. Eyeballs Do you know or what? I was one of those or... shit kids who probably had undiagnosed ADHD, and I know I ate a lot of dumb shit. Oh, I, I got one right now, and I wasn't even young. I was at a mate's wedding. <laughs> 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 um, there was a, you know, those glass bowls on the table, the centerpieces, and they're filled with like those flat, marbly looking things that stones. Yeah. 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 So um, I took the flower like, after a few drinks, of course, is when I used to drink. Yeah. I took the decorations out and grabbed that and handed it to my wife and said, hey, do you want a mint? And she looked at it and she goes, they're not mints, you idiot. And I'm like, yes, they are. And to prove my point, I grabbed one of the stones and ate it. Like oh, a, no yeah. way. And I actually heard the tink the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did you crack your sister? Yeah. Yet? Oh, wow. You made it all the way through. So that, that's there, but I've eaten a lot of dumb shit. Wow. Oh, Have you got wow. anything? You probably can't rival that. No, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> not come What's funny is like, like I'm so funny with my eating. I can't eat foods with like, you know, this is where you talk about being on the spectrum sometimes. But, yeah, yeah I can't eat feta because of the texture. Like I just – Yeah, okay. Bananas, yeah, it just it's weird. Yeah. I, got real, I have thing. to literally stay in, in my lane so I don't yeah. eat outside of the norm at all. I understand that a lot though because I don't eat oysters. I don't fucking – Yeah, oysters. I thought it's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Just give me a chicken snitty. I'll have yeah, 100%, dude. 100%. All right, question next, next question. Would you rather see 15 minutes... Would you rather see 15 minutes or... Fi- oh, okay, I get it. Would you rather see 15 minutes or 15 years into the future? You've got one shot, one opportunity. Seize everything you ever wanted. Do you want to see the next 15, well, yeah, 15 minutes? Are we, or 15 are we about minutes? to wrap here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Palms yeah. are pretty sweaty. Wow, you could go first on that one. My mind, like, I'm a massive overthinker, so that's gone. No, oh, wow. <laughs> the cause of mental health. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going 15 minutes because, yeah. you know, fate is inexorable. It'll play out the way it's meant to play out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Most people have said 15 minutes so I can see what, like, what horse runs a race. And yeah, yeah, see, I wouldn't even, yeah, I'll probably just be like, yeah, cool. That's what I'm taking a shit in 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, all right. So is it like you only get to see fit, but in the 15 years, do I get to understand? Fucking Christ, I only get to see year 15 and everything else skips out. Only year 15. No, no. So it's either, yeah, 15 minutes from now or 15 years from now in a quick, like, flash. Yeah, my brain can't take on 15 years worth of shit. So 15 minutes too. Yeah, yeah. 15, 15 years is a decent amount of time. I yeah. guess why I was kind of freaking out in a roundabout way and overthinking that is like, because <laughs> <laughs> in 15 years, like say me right now, it's How like you? you might even see your own death. Exactly, bro. You might. Seven or eight. And then you've got seven or eight years to either go, fuck, I need to really capitalize on the next seven or eight years and make the most of it. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to see the future. But yeah. I think I think the, the whole We might get rid of that question. <laughs> <laughs> it's but really dark. Like, These yeah. are still a work in progress. These are the yeah, returning questions. Yeah. So yeah, 15 minutes. I think going back to our thing we talked about living in the present, it'd be just nice to know what happens 15 minutes before time. Yeah. And then you could reverse some of the Check the traffic. Well. Check the traffic <laughs> yeah. when you're about to go out. You're like yeah. 15 minutes, like, oh no, I'm, I'm not going down Marion Road. The South <laughs> Expressway is fucked. Yeah. I'm going somewhere. Is that coffee gonna make my stomach hurt? You just go, I'll just give it another 15. I'll just give it yeah. another. Yeah, where yeah. everyone just goes, oh, I just need another five minutes. Yeah. You, you could then say, I just need another, need 15, another 15 minutes. And you go, no, nope, too bad. Yeah. Too bad. That's all you get. All right. Now, this is, uh, we've, we've tried to find something that rivals the, the, the original question, the one that had you pondering in the shower earlier. <laughs> for, so for a whole 12 months. I, I have a feeling this one, <laughs> this one might fuck you up as well. All right. So, would you rather sword fight an orangutan? Once a year 
Hang on, are we talking sword fight in presence? You both. <laughs> well, do you know what? Your interpretation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so, already with the other thing. Hey, you said it this um, <laughs> Would you rather cross swords? Uh, would, would you rather sword fight an orangutan once a year or fight a chicken every time you get in your car? That's exactly what I reckon too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, fuck the chicken. <laughs> How annoying would it be? You're just like, I want to go get a coffee. Yeah. Then the fucking thing is like, Rah! yeah, it's it's fucking nah. razor claws and I'm shit. Sword fighting, oh. and I'm yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, the risk of. But the thing know. is, though, the orangutan will could kill you. And and the orangutan's got a sword as well, so it's not like you and a sword versus an orangutan. That dude's wielding a sword as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I we've just got don't one. think they got the dexterity to. Challenge. They've got the strength, no. just not the yeah, yeah not yeah. the. They don't know what to do. It's just gonna be dragging along the ground. Yeah, yeah. fucking more focused Swing on a banana. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 I'm good to go with the orangutan. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, orangutan. you're doing the orangutan too. Yeah, yeah. just too many chickens I if you get. Deal you. with that inconvenience every time I got my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you'd end up probably like fucking really cursing like Steggles or something, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers, keep your chickens you in over, your bloody yard. You get over chicken, you wouldn't want to eat it anymore. You'd be so fit though because you just walk to work every day. You know what? Don't need a car. <laughs> Don't need a car. Very then true. you forget about it and your mum comes to pick you up and you get in and you're like, hey, mum, grab! It's fucking razor Because it doesn't stipulate your car. No, it just no. stipulates every time Anyone's you get in a car. car. You get in an Uber on the way home from town. You're like, <laughs> And the driver's <laughs> oh, a chicken. You don't even yeah, realise. You're like, hey, you're busy tonight, mate. He's like, Fuck, nah, definitely orangutan. Bring it on. Uh, and yeah. that would be like me leaving here and getting in Simo's car and there's a fucking chicken Ch in there. Yep. Yeah. What the fuck you got a chicken in your car for, man? Yeah. <laughs> it's like for the juices. <laughs> yeah. You should have seen me before I was crossing swords. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. And this is what's good about this podcast, right, is because we can really come full circle from oh, yeah. one of the most important and hard-hitting chats about mental health to this absolute fucking debauchery. But yeah. Sorry I took it down, though. No, no look, no, that's, no, that's no, what we're here for it's wormholes right we're not we don't uh we don't we end up wherever the fuck we want to end up and that's the most important thing but boys i really cannot uh overstate enough how important it is and how amazing it is the work that you guys are doing and we thank you taking your time you've got about a four and a half journey home it's already 10 30 um and you you make that effort to come down here because you yeah. know the importance of having this conversation and and getting this out there as well so please keep doing the amazing work that you're doing we're going to keep plugging you and helping you out any way we can and um, yeah, we look forward to version three another year yeah. from now. We'll just fucking make this a yearly. <laughs> Start thinking about that question, bro. Mental, <laughs> mental, mental mania. Mental mania, yeah. Mania. So just to remind everybody of your uh, your Instagram handle and yeah, uh, plug everything. Yeah. Websites. And Thank you, guys. Um, so we are found on Instagram at the.next.step.australia. Didn't we think that one through. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we are now on uh, the World Wide Web. So you can find us at the next step Australia, or one word. Yeah. .com.au Wonderful Alright And that's where you'll find us And we are about to launch A new page on Facebook too Awesome Yeah awesome. you do and, need to get a bit of Facebook And you've obviously got your merch Because we've got our hoodies Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say Because Yeah so Justin So thank you so much For your support too guys Not only just buying some merch Come on But you know Again you are massive supporters You share a lot of stuff with us Like we like to share your stuff And these conversations Are just important And you're providing a platform For these messages To get out to the community And help blokes And help women And just help the community large with you know, uh, you know understanding and unpacking and, and normalizing this stuff so thank you for your thank work you. as well thank you. it's our pleasure yeah
Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. All right, boys. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you. We'll definitely see you back here in the future. We can't. Most definitely. We got more. We we had to think of a question, a third one now. Yeah, a third lot now. Would you rather? Yeah. Stay tuned. Serenaded on the way out. Just uh, fade to black. And here we go. Here it is. I'll see you in a second. All right. Well, Richie, Simo, thanks, boys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. Peace out.